Ladies and gentlemen, nothing matters. Nothing has any consequence for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. <laughs> Hitch up, nothing. everyone. We're going to Pompeii. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, Doc, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring conversation anyway. Hello, Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Cantarmaja. Babe, I got you, babe. Michael Lister. <laughs> <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yay! Yes, you We're are. In the almost same Fred sheds. Yes, yes, we're back to well, we're back to our Fred normal, which is uh, Fulia and I in the same spot, yep. and, and Mike and Bendigo. So. And I'm in the <laughs> void. I am the void. <laughs> I am not alive. I am not dead. I'm in that twilight zone. Your, your, your is podcaster. Yes. Meow. Picture a man going on a journey through sight and sound. He's left creek. He's now entered the demilitarized zone. <laughs> Two quotes for the prize of love one. It. Love <laughs> it. I love it. So good. Uh, all right. So yes, we're uh, you know here down here in uh, Victoria in Melbourne, especially where we've eased our lockdown mm-hmm. a bit, our restrictions, and uh, so it's nice to actually have Fulia over for the first time Yay. in almost a month. So that's great. <laughs> And yes, and Mike, you know, you're still you're still there, and one day we will record in the same room. We will make it happen. <laughs> who, know, who knows when? I laugh at that folly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, regardless, it's good to be here for another week, and uh, there have been many things that have been watched by all of us. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, Fulia. Uh, what are the highlights of your weekly watchings? Well, uh, uh, I managed to uh, get up early to watch the Nintendo Direct for E3 <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I swear what, I would and what, I did. What time? It was 2 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So did you go to bed and get up and then go back to bed? Yep, pretty much. Wow. I yeah. would have just stayed up. Nah, I, I went to bed uh, a little earlier than usual, gave myself a few hours sleep. Got up about five minutes before the direct started, and then the direct went for about forty minutes. I stayed up for a whole hour because then I got the chance to sort of speak to friends at the same time, and then I went to bed. <laughs> and then I woke up at like ten thirty. <laughs> well, very nice. Yeah, yeah. So got to do that, which was fun. Uh, I never really get to watch those things live, so because <laughs> I'm usually asleep. Yeah. Um, so I got that, and I'll have more uh, about the Nintendo Direct and other E3 news later on in the nerdy news. Um, I also watched the rest, the last four episodes of the Clone Wars. Hey! I finished it. Yes. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. I yes. am in shock. Mm. It was emotional. It was 
It was great. It was so good. <laughs> I I loved the end of, of that and the stuff the stuff with Ahsoka and, and Maul was yeah. especially very good and yep. the, the parallels between Revenge of the Sith and like Order sixty six and how it all unfolded was yeah. You... My George rocked yeah. when that happened. I'm like, oh, so this is where it started. <laughs> so that was interesting. Um. I also got the chance to watch Disney Pixar's Luca because that's out right now on Disney Plus. Yes, <laughs> and I will talk about that um, in in the quickie review. It'll be a very short, sh- very short, short quickie review. <laughs> I promise. I promise. It's not going to be the we'll, usual long stuff. We'll see. We say that now. We say that, that now, but <laughs> it never happens. You may say that, but we all know it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the last thing I will mention is today in the Discord uh, during our movie stream, we watched yesterday, today. <laughs> the Embr- film yesterday, we watched it today. <laughs> <laughs> At the time of recording. <laughs> what? Yes. What? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Get your head around that one. Was it good? It was it was all right. Um, it wasn't something like I didn't expect it to be what it was. Um, and I kind of enjoyed it. It wasn't just about the fact that the Beatles had disappeared from this mm-hmm. from everybody's mind except this one person. Yeah. Um, which was played by Himesh Patel, and his character's name is Jack Malik. Um, so he gets hit by a bus. Uh, the lights go out at the same time, like around the world, and <laughs> and then when he wakes up in the hospital and starts talking about the like a Beatles song, no one knows who they are or what the song yeah. is about. But it wasn't just the Beatles; it was certain other bands. It was certain oh. things like pop culture things hadn't happened. Like even cola wasn't even a thing. Wow, <laughs> good. There's like this little little sequence in the movie where he goes and does Google searches on things. Um, some of them comes up and, and he's relieved about, but uh, some of them don't. And he's shocked by it. <laughs> it's like, come on, Google. Really? You're not having me on. <laughs> um, there's also one hello, a cameo with Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Which was interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was really really like I enjoyed it. Like, good, yeah, that's good. Um, so definitely, uh, go give that uh give that a try. I'll give it like a three three out of five. Okay. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, pretty good. All about music, obviously. So it was good fun, and yeah, that's pretty much been my watchings for the week. Cool. Michael, mm. what did you watch this week? Well, me, um, I watched a couple of things, of course, for my Fridays. Uh, um, I watched uh, Luca myself on the Friday. Yay! Yeah, me and the me and the little girl, my my, my daughter, uh, we just had a, a carpet picnic because Mum was at work, and we get scrappy tea, and we usually <laughs> watch either the Bad Batch or or um, or Star Wars Rebels. One of the others, so we can have Star Wars Day. But Luca, uh, and we just watched Luca, and she didn't mind it, uh, and I didn't mind it either. So sweet, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. 
Um, what else? Um, for some reason, I wanted to go back and watch Spider-Man. Uh, because I haven't seen the Sp- uh, Sam Raimi's uh, Spider-Man trilogy, uh, like, yep. like ages, ages. I- I'm thinking I haven't seen him probably in 15 years or something like that. So I watched the first one. Wow. I watched the first one and I thought, you know what, this sort of does hold up. Uh, it is very stylized at the time because it was like one of the, the modern, uh, modern uh, uh, superhero, comic book superhero takes that uh, is not DC, so uh, I'm not talk- I'm not talking about Spider Man or Batman, but but it's it, it's been good. So uh, I watched that one, and hopefully next week I'll, I'll watch Spider Man two, and I'll keep on going until you know the the new one comes out, which is at the end of the year, just to get my mind set because you know we're dealing with multiverses and um, and all that and. And and of course the the big um, uh, big non secret that um, Tobey Maguire is not going to be being the new uh, Spider Man, so that's going to be good. Another movie that that um, that I watched uh, is Brazil. The um, ah yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen it, but um, a lot of people were, say, were saying this is uh, the the new Loki sort of. Um, TV show is sort of um, the aesthetic is sort of uh, based on Brazil, you know, you know that sort yeah. sort of um, uh, hyper realistic like dystopia of like a office space, but it's all it's all heightened and all that. And, and yeah, I sort of see a couple of elements, not necessarily the themes, because you know it's it's definitely. Um, it's de- it's definitely like a bit of a political satire of where people were during the during the eighties when when it was done. It's very um, it's very taking a stab at like um, uh, 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 Thatcherism and and Reaganomics and that that sort of thing of where human beings are going to be. It's it's all for the elite and you know screw the the, the poor people and. It it also deals with uh, terrorism as well. Before terrorism was like, um, you know, people's bread and butter. Um, yeah, that that was pretty good, pretty good. You can always like give or take, like Terry Gilligan's um, movies. Yeah. Yeah, probably my fa- probably my favorite still is Jabberwocky. You know, one of his first ones. Uh, and uh, it's all it's always fun when you see a Monty Python uh, cameo in it that. Uh, it's got Michael Palin in it as well. So when he turned up, I thought, ah, now I'm in a happy place. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's basically it. What about you, Kendall? Have you ever been in a happy place? Yes, I've been in many happy places. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Including cinemas. I was going to say my happy place is pretty much the cinema. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, this week I... Uh, I gotta say, just because it's it's me and I have to say it, um, <laughs> took full advantage of the of the easing of restrictions, and I went to the movies four times in a week, uh, <laughs> catching up. I caught up. Yes, yes, caught up. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned last week, I saw Cruella and In the Heights, and then this week, uh, since last uh, we met, I went and watched two horror films at the cinema. 
Um, and I will start with the lesser of the two first. <laughs> um, save the best for last. So I saw uh, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So it's the third film in the, the main Conjuring uh, series. Not, you know, I mean, it's a whole Conjuring universe now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Conjuring cinematic universe. But uh, yeah, I so I went and saw. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's kind of weird because I went and saw because they're based on real life. So how's that like a universe in itself? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I look. I'd heard before I went into it that I that the reviews weren't that good and it, like it was kind of average and not as good as the other ones. And that's pretty much how I feel about it. Like. I'm a big fan of horror, obviously, and I'm a big fan of, especially James Wan as a director. Um, he's consistently made good films, um, and he, uh, you know, he brought the first one and maybe the second one to life. He was uh, a producer on this one, so and I think he also worked with the story, uh, uh, with the screenwriter on the story for this. Um, however, yeah, it's directed by a different person. So, uh, and despite it having both Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga reprise their roles as the Warrens. Um, there was just something about it that just wasn't, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't hit the mark that it should have for me in terms of the quality that the previous two Conjuring films have given. So if you're a fan of the franchise, still go watch it. Like you'll, you'll enjoy it. I enjoyed it still like, you know, for what it was, I just was expecting it uh, a bit better, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm still fine for having to go see it. Uh, I don't regret it, so that's fine. But I do really want to shout out and mention the fact that I uh, finally saw A Quiet Place Part 2. And this is one I've been waiting for for uh, well over a year because it was supposed to come out, I think, March or April of 2020. Uh, So it was one of of those first COVID movies that got shifted around. Um, And yeah, luckily it finally came out and got to see it. And I got to say... It, uh, it gives the first one a run for its money. Um, the quality was on the same level. Um, the, the tension, the suspense, the thrills, the scares. Um, it, it's, just, it's just a superbly executed horror film. Um, and I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And I just, yeah, it's such a great world that they've created uh, with those two movies. And uh, the, fir- the movie op- basically opens like... I don't, I, th- I don't remember if we, we did the trailer in Trailer Park a few months ago, but, um, you know, they show you a bit in that trailer of the start, uh, the, like day one of the, you know, the, the creatures attacking, right? Um, that sequence in the movie I thought was going to go for probably like two minutes. It goes for like the first 10 to 15 minutes of the film. Whoa. And I was, I was in love with it. <laughs> it was, it could have gone on and on just like that because it was so good. And then it, it like jarringly cuts to the present time set right after the first film and you're like oh shit okay all right let's <laughs> let's go we're in this now but i yeah happy to report that it's it's amazing um very very happy especially because it's also a horror sequel and horror sequels uh as wayne would know if he's listening and mike you probably know too not all horror sequels are are as good as their predecessors so um so happy to say that this one holds up so yeah Cool. Very good. Very good. Um, all right. Cool. All right. That's that's all the the many things we've been watching yep. in the past seven days. Mm-hmm. So I would say that is now time to check in with the week that was in the nerdy news. Cool. 
This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. It's nerdy news time. And starting off this week's news, we got to get sad for a minute because we lost uh, a very iconic character actor this week by the name of Ned Beatty at the age of 83. Uh, a lot of people will probably not know uh, of, of his work only because you know, he was very prolific in like the 70s and 80s. Uh, so younger audiences may not be familiar with Ned, but uh, if uh, you are a nerd and you're listening to this podcast, you will most likely be aware um, of Otis in 1978's Superman, the movie, uh, where he played, like he was, uh, Otis was um, uh, bloody Lex Luthor's bumbling buffoon kind of side, side man. Um, hilarious com- uh, comedic relief in Superman. Most of the, most of the funny gags came from him. Um, just uh, hysterical uh, to this day cracks me up. The movie is, you know, nearly forty-five years old. Um, so I, yeah, so I was very sad to hear of the news of his passing, especially because I have such a fond uh, association with that film, just in general. Uh, and uh, other people may know him uh, for his Oscar-nominated performance in the uh, film Network, uh, where he played Arthur Jensen. So, um, and he was also in Deliverance with Burt Reynolds, and play- he played uh, Bobby in that. Um, but yeah, so uh, very, very sad uh, that Ned Beatty has left us this week, but he will definitely be remembered. Mike, do you have uh, any fond uh, memories of watching Ned Beatty at work? Uh, at work? Um, <laughs> network and uh, network, uh, yeah, it's all, uh, network is also good. Um, uh, as you said, um, of course, being Otis, uh, a very memorable character. Even though I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm don't know if he was in the comics or not, but still, still, still a good character. Um, he did a lot of TV, um, in between his movies, so he's been on like Roseanne and all, and and uh, NCIS and all that. But uh, one one of the biggest, probably, if there's children out there, you know, one of the biggest children's uh, uh, movie franchise, of course, he was in uh, Toy Story 3 as Lotso. Yes, that's right, he was. He was the voice of Lotso the bear in Toy Story 3. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I forgot about that. That is yeah. a very memorable voice. Very yeah. memorable. Yeah. Except I forgot. Except we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course he doesn't do How his uh, he doesn't do his um uh, Otto. Otto? Otto. Otis. Otis. Yeah, Milo and Otis. Well, literally every time I think of Otis, I'm just like Mr. Luthor. Mr. Like, Luthor. Like that. <laughs> Luthor. Yeah, he's not doing, he's not doing <laughs> that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so I've got of course, you know, um uh, Toy Story is very prolific of actually um, getting some uh, getting some getting the oldies to do some do some stuff. Of course, so you got Don Rickles and yeah, and and all uh, the um, uh, I wouldn't yeah I'd say not necessarily the golden uh, golden oldies from like New York uh, from Hollywood, but the sort of uh, what came after that so sort of uh, yeah star stylized. And yeah, I think he'll, he'll be remembered by all generations, and of course, um, 
uh, my hats off for any any character actor being a, being a self-proclaimed character actor myself. Um, and yeah, yeah, get get yeah. when the work work is going because we're not as yeah. character actors. We're not necessarily the main. Uh, the main main people, but you know, you definitely remember us every time we pop up. So, so that's true. So, You're like, oh, that's that guy from that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> Why can't he have his own show? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So hats off to him. Uh, was it a huge bucket of wind? Huge bucket of wind. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We will definitely miss Ned Beatty. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving into the rest of the news now, we got some DC news to mention up top. Uh, Flash director Andy Machete has been at it again, uh, doing some more costume reveals on his Instagram. Uh, this week, he gave us an up-close look, similar to the up-close look of uh, Michael Keaton's Batman costume, um, except this time we're getting a gander at Supergirl. Um, which is very exciting, but it's just really a f- an image of the S. Uh, it kind of looks very similar to Henry Cavill's uh, costume, just in the, the 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 bumps on the outfit, like whatever uh, material is made out of. It's clearly the same stuff, um, but it's got some slight differences in there. And also the top half of the costume is like a bright red. Uh, so, uh, which kind of makes me think of Captain Marvel a little bit because her costume, the top is re- bright red and then the bottom is blue. So... Yes. <laughs> yes, Mike. <laughs> Your bias is showing. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're talking about my, DC got... here. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Mm. It just reminds me of that a bit. Anyway, it'll. It, I'm sure it will remind me less of it once we see uh, actress Sasha Kelly in the full outfit um, when the Flash uh, drops in theaters. I think uh, next year. I believe is the projected release date, but. Um, but yeah, there was no further news or anything. It was just this little tease of an image. So um, yeah, things are afoot in the DCEU. It's very exciting. All right. Uh, we got a couple of Disney Plus things to mention in the news now, starting with um, the official announcement from Disney that the their original series, all the Disney Plus original series, will now, going forward, drop on Wednesdays. Uh, so no surprises to anyone, but the first episode of Loki was the streamer's uh, biggest hit so far. Um, it got the the most views out of every every original series that's dropped so far on Disney Plus. Loki on its debut uh, smashed all the records. So uh, the higher ups are very happy, and they've decided to make it a permanent thing, which means from July onwards, um, everything, and that includes the Mandalorian when that comes out in the book of Boba Fett, um, those shows will be dropping on Wednesdays and not on Fridays. However, um, any Disney plus original films or premier access films like black widow. Um, and for example, like Luca, if it had come out later, um, they will be dropping on Fridays. So, um, it's a way to, to keep everyone separate. So they don't have, there's not this dump of everything on Friday. And that was kind of our theory on the show uh, when they announced Loki was moving from Fridays to Wednesdays, Mm. that that was why. And it's clearly obvious that's, yes, kind of a no-brainer for Disney to make that decision. So uh, very exciting to see Loki's doing so well in terms of the the viewership. But again, I'm not very surprised. Um, 
Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. Fulia, what do you think? Uh, do you like that Wednesdays are the new Fridays? Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind it if we weren't talking about these things on a Sunday. Because <laughs> my memory is shocking. Absolutely. My memory is deteriorating by the day, by, by, the, by, the, by the looks of it for me. So for me, being able to remember things is getting harder and harder. So, so when I say Wednesdays are the new Fridays, I should be saying Sundays are the new Fridays Sundays. for you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I watch it on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so no change for you. No, it's not really much of a change for me, but I'm not surprised that that's the way Disney's going. So, yeah. Yeah, Mike? Well, of course, uh, a Sunday is a Monday to me, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the start of my week. Um, yeah, it's sort of a no-brainer. They don't want it to, like, overlap over... Well, they a little bit of overlap, but, you know, just to keep things in, in order. Otherwise, a lot of people, <laughs> myself included, was going, oh, there's a shit ton of stuff to watch on Fridays. And Fridays is usually my me days. I don't want to just spend all my time just watching television, even though that, no, that would no. be something nice to do. <laughs> but well, in this in this instance, though, it means that because it's dropping on Wednesdays now, you've got a bit more time in the week to watch it rather than keeping it for a weekend to watch it. Because a lot of a lot of people who do nine to five jobs during the week maybe don't get a chance to really watch it in the evenings because they're preparing for their next day and well, they're going to bed early. Especially if they're in Australia because, you know, in the in the US, like, uh, it's dropping, you know, midnight in California, like 3 a.m., you know, in bloody New York. And then in the UK, it drops at like 8 a.m. or whatever. So Australia, I think we've got, we, we got re- we got really lucky. I think, yeah, we are very with lucky. With the time difference. Yeah. Very, yeah. very lucky to get the, um, yeah. to get it but at you're, a good time. But, yeah. but you're right. It yeah. does, it does give people a chance that even if they can't watch it during the week, they've still got extra days before, uh, like to, until like they can wait until the weekend to watch it. Um, as long as they can avoid spoilers. Yes. <laughs> And unfortunately, that's the, that's the if, it, if it's like my hi- household, it's a it's a fight fight to the death. What do we get to watch? Uh, something from Disney or MasterChef? So there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, moving on into the other Disney Plus item of the week. Um, it is official. Disney has given the green light to the previously announced uh, Beauty and the Beast live action prequel series. Uh, which is going to be focusing on uh, Gaston and LeFou, um, which will have Luke Evans and Josh Gad respectively reprising their roles as the characters uh, from the film. Um, there's going to be eight episodes coming um, when they when they get to filming this. And uh, the synopsis basically goes, it's set years before the events of the film. Um, so, and it'll follow Gaston and LeFou as they head out on an adventure with a new character by the name of Tilly, played by Brianna Middleton, um, after revelations from Tilly's past are revealed. Old friends and new enemies are promised to appear on their journey. So, could be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Disney also said, for anyone who's ever wondered how a brute like Gaston and a goof like LeFou could have ever become friends and partners, or how a mystical enchantress came to cast that fateful spell on the prince turned beast. Oh, okay, we might be getting some Beauty and the Beast prequel stuff. 
in terms of the main story, uh, this series will finally provide those answers and provoke a whole new set of questions. So, yeah. Fulia, are you going to check this out? I'm excited. <laughs> um, I, I am a fan of the live action Beauty and the Beast. It was definitely really well made. I absolutely loved the, the cinematography of it all and all that sort of stuff. So, um, And the fact that we're getting Josh Gad and Luke Evans back... I think that's the best part about I, it. I think so too. Yeah. It's, they were great. In they it. were awesome. Yeah. I love them as, you know, their characters, LeFou, Gaston. Oh my goodness. Give me more of those two and their quirks and little interactions. It was so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm very curious as to how they even became this, like got this relationship, how it yeah, all started. So this would be really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that um, there might be some things about how the prince ended up becoming the beast um, which even though we kind of know the story of it, because they tell it at the beginning of the of the Beauty and the Beast film itself. Yeah. Um, there has to be a bit more to it. Uh, so that's one thing I'd like to know as well. Um, so yeah, I am I am excited for this. Nice. It's gonna be fun. Good. And I love the fact that Disney's bringing out these type of things, movies to shot to to shows, but in a very short space of time, rather than making them long. Yeah. Like short episodes, like uh, when I short, uh, short mini short mini series. Yeah, yeah, pretty much like yeah. a, a mini series. It's it's all you need because we we want more than just a movie, but we don't want too much that it goes on for years. You yeah, know? yeah. So fair enough. I'm I'm loving. I'm Says loving the, setup. I love that. Says the supernatural fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen seasons. Okay, that that is episodes. that is a different story. <laughs> yes. No. I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. I love supernatural as well as you know. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, what do you, are you going to check this out? What are your thoughts? Ah, uh, give me a trailer and I see see how it goes. Uh, I'm not really like uh, um, chomping at the bit for it, but I don't know. Could be interesting. Um, my wife enjoys Beauty and the Beast, the live action version. So okay, something for the cool. wife to watch. Uh, and pro- nice. probably con me into watching. It. It's like yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> So date night, <laughs> yeah, Al- alongside with whatever Marvel bullshit is coming out, <laughs> or or Star Wars. <laughs> yes. So we can alternate. Yes. It'll be dropping on. It'll be dropping on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Mm. Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fabulous. All right, moving on. Other news now. Uh, this is hot off the presses. We are getting a sequel. To a prequel, uh, <laughs> Scoob Two is in the works officially now. Um, with what? what? <laughs> a sequel to a prequel, you say? <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, um, very exciting stuff. I I myself have not checked out uh, the recent Scoob movie, but by all accounts, it was pretty well received. Uh, so no surprises that a sequel is in development. Apparently the original uh, team that brought it to life will be uh, behind this next one, um, including director Tony... Uh, I'm going to butcher this. Savone or Cavone or Cavone. Savone, I apologize profusely um, for butchering your name. Um, but yes, uh, very, very exciting. Um, yeah, that's, that's coming. Um, yeah. 
good good to see a diff like the the fact that you know this was the first time seeing anything Scooby Doo in this three D CGI animation kind of format. They did did something different, and the fact that it's paid off, I think, is uh, is it's really good. Um, unlike Studio Ghibli's attempt to do it, and it didn't, it kind of tanked. Sadly, I don't know if you've seen that yet. No. Yeah, yeah. Ew it, ew it. Shots fired. Ah! <laughs> hey, I'm only speaking facts. Earwig and the Witch was not very well received, unfortunately. Oh, I haven't watched that one. No. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. Anyway, mm. anyway, Aphulia. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I know you haven't seen Scoob yet, but um, does this make you more inclined to check it out now? You know, a sequel's coming. Yeah, actually, I um like I was actually going to watch it. Uh, I just haven't really had the chance to or haven't really been in the mood to watch it Mm -hmm. um but now that i know that there's a second one coming out now i'm curious to see why they're making a new one um so but by the sounds of it the audiences must have really loved it so it must be good so and i'm an animated uh, animated film fan so i should probably watch it and find out why (laughs) (laughs) And then you can watch the sequel yeah, and, and love can, that, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see what happens. But, yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm nice. curious now. Yeah. Very cool. Hmm. Mike, Ooh. you got any thoughts to add on Scoob 2? Scoob 2, Scooby-Doo 2, the, the, the electric boogaloo that never quits. <laughs> <laughs> electric spookaloo. Spookaloo. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah um considering i'm probably the only one here has actually seen seen the uh first one uh i think i think it's still on netflix or something because you know it's it's uh yeah it is yeah so i thought i'll give this a go uh yeah it's okay i guess um i think what was i think i think because um there there's a lot a lot of things like go, going for it like when it first came out it of course, it was during during the big uh, big strain of COVID, so there wasn't a lot of things happening in the media sphere that it's not really much to watch. So this was definitely one of them. They said, "Oh, we'll just push this, see see how it goes." And considering it was like the only thing to watch, a lot of people sort of like, ah, something new, gimme, 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 media content, and. And I'm guessing that's why they're sort of doing a, a sequel to it because yeah, it, it performed well. Well, there's circumstances. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's, um, I got other Scooby Doo stuff that I can that that I enjoy, and this one's it's okay. Um, what they're doing in uh, what they what they did in this film was quite interesting because Hanna Barbera is like uh, prolific with its huge um huge character range like that that's what they sort of did they sort of crammed so many characters in this it's it's a scooby-doo film but with the back end of a it's a it's a it's a universe film as well because you got different characters from Hanna-Barbera coming in to actually what to to be in this like you got for some reason you got Captain Caveman in this and you got Dick Dastardy from um uh, wacky races as well uh, and uh and it's it's very interesting how how they do that like i i would have been okay with just like scooby-doo and the gang but but you know they sort of it's 
on the back of Scooby-Doo because that that's like one of the biggest ones that people actually know outside of the TV shows because there's been a couple of movies of Scooby-Doo and, you know, it's their IP. And, and if they're doing more, more of this, you know, that'd be cool. Um, if they introduce the Jetsons, maybe. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, Fra- or um, you know. The Flintstones? The Flintstones. That's already been done, though. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see the li- a live action version of the Jetsons. That'd be so fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, there has been plans. Like it's been trying to get get it get it done, but no. Uh, it it was around about that time that um you know John Goodman was doing like uh, Flintstones and that it was like oh this is cool why don't we try the Jetsons and then they realized ah oh, this is a very expensive film because it's set in the future <laughs> uh, and yeah. everything was still like semi practical and yeah yeah you know do what you want new generation needs Scooby Doo or anything like that probably the ne- next um big crossover of Hanna-Barbera crap is pro- is probably going to be Space Jam true mm, very true cool alright sweet I have spoken okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> lovely alright before we wrap up the news for this week uh, of course uh, E3 finished up this week um, lots of more huge announcements Huge games coming, and uh, I'm going to throw the reins over to Folia for a, a highlights reel, a wrap up, her favorite things, anything <laughs> to to summarize E3 2021. Go for it. And now Fuller Fuji with her wrap up of E3 <laughs> in in Gamer Girl Limited. Go for it. <laughs> I was waiting for that. He was getting ready to do Yay. it, so I was like, "I'll wait." Oh, yes. nice. <laughs> Serenade. Um, Serenade. Ser- yes. Yeah. That's not Spruik. the word. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, E three finished off this week. Um, obviously, last week uh, you only got a taste of it with day one, and uh, now I'm going to do a quick overview from day two to four. Um, of the big announcements through the E3 um, conference. Uh, the ones that really stood out to me um, were through from, from Square Enix. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the game, yeah, is coming. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. You get to play as Star-Lord, which is going to be pretty cool too. Um, yeah, Mike? Can I just mention... Three times I've heard that song. If you've seen the trailer, I know. Three I times know. in that week. Three times in a week. I know. I was going to bring it up later. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it up later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> a little tease. Hmm. A little tease. If I don't know if you've seen the trailer for the Guardians game. No, I haven't. Okay. Well, we'll we'll let you simmer on that, and we'll okay. reveal what what we're talking right. about. <laughs> okay. Um, Keep going. A, another game that I'm really intrigued about is from also from Square Enix is uh, Life is Strange: True Colors. So the Life is Strange franchise um, from the past, the Square Enix is bringing out a new one um, called True Colors. It, the The game itself is kind of a it's a very story based type of game. 
And I'm really, really intrigued. So, and it's got something to do with psychological sort of powers and all that sort of stuff. So I am definitely going to give this a go. I've already got it pre-ordered, ready to go. <laughs> um, Great. And I'm also interested, now that I know that this one's coming out, um, about the older games, which Square Enix is bringing out a remastered collection of as well, uh, which I believe you can also pre-order that um, right now on varying consoles and I think on PC as well. Um, Xbox Bethesda news. The biggest of the news is that Halo Infinite is coming to Xbox. It is the new Xbox game. Um, everybody's been anticipating the new Halo. Yeah. Halo Infinite. There it is. Everybody who is a Halo fan is going crazy for it. Um, there are also a lot of upcoming games coming to Game Pass, um, which is really, really cool as well. For those of you who have Game Pass, it is such great value for money, I believe, the subscription-based, um, where you can play games from their big library on, uh, on, the, on Game Pass um, and it's not just limited to the Xbox. It's also available on your Windows PC as well. So you can download uh, Game Pass onto your computer uh, and then play games on your computer, which is pretty cool. Uh, Xbox fans, get ready for all of that awesomeness. Um, we've also got uh, we also got some EA Sports or well EA news um, announcements. Battlefield 2042 is coming. Battlefield fans get excited. Um, they've got uh, it's going to be a all-out multiplayer warfare um, where you can play up to 128 players. Wow! And on maps that are <laughs> the biggest in Battlefield history, and that is coming. Uh, I believe the maybe the end of this year, maybe the early next year. Um, mm -hmm. But don't quote me on that one. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a Battlefield fan, so I'm just announcing the big news for you. Yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> first. <laughs> well, last, maybe. <laughs> by first, we mean 101st. <laughs> um, from Bandai Namco, this huge game announcement has come through. Elden Ring is the most anticipated game um, this year. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is a... Oh, my gosh. It... it it is, um, after two years of secrecy, Dark Souls developer from software finally gave us an, a look at Elden Ring in action. It's undoubtedly the most ambitious game from the studio to date, taking the push, the punishing combat the studio is known for out into a gorgeous open world. Um, so, yeah, it's... It looks really interesting. Uh, a, a nice looking open world game. Um, I'm probably not going to be the type of person to play it. Um, but for those of you who are interested, Elden Ring is coming to you soon. Um, so get excited. My, my takeaways for me that is going to be my excitements is from the Nintendo Direct um, we Metroid fans get hyped up. Metroid Dread is coming. Um, after the many years of the, uh, 
uh, of the older games from Nintendo. Metroid is getting a new game. And boy, are people excited for I it. I am not surprised to hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that is in the works, ready for you soon. We got a little bit of t- a teaser trailer of Breath of the Wild 2, Ooh. which is really cool, um, yeah. which will be coming in 2022. Um, no exact release date just yet. It looks like they're still in the middle of just sort of finalizing things. Mm-hmm. But we've got a look, a, a, a small look at it. And it looks gorgeous, just like the first, just like the first game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are they? Do the graphics look like they've been updated, improved, or anything like that? Does look, it it's com- going to compare to Breath of the Wild. It's going to be coming out on Nintendo. Yeah. Don't expect too much. So it'll probably look similar to the first. Pretty one. much. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. Unless so the thing that it was being rumored was that potentially Nintendo was going to announce a Switch Pro. It didn't happen. It's still a rumor, <laughs> um, but there there is a chance that if the Switch Pro does come to fruition, that the graphics, like the resolution on that, would be a lot better, like potential 4K resolution. Wow. Um, but that is just hearsay. <laughs> I'm not confirming anything here. Okay. You heard it here first. But you didn't. <laughs> But you did. <laughs> you heard the rumor first here. Yeah, the rumor, yeah. it's a rumor mill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, another Zelda-related announcement from the Nintendo Direct is um, with with the Legend of Zelda anniversary this year. Uh, they are bringing to you the Game and Watch Legend of Zelda edition, which looks really cool. I have the Super Mario edition one at home. It is so cute. That's going to go off. Um, And I knew like family members and friends back in the day that had a Game and Watch originally. Yeah. And so I was excited when the Super Mario one was announced. Mm -hmm. So... It, although I myself am not a, a Zelda fan, I can see how this is going to get snapped up. <laughs> it is going to get snapped up so much. Oh, it's going to be huge. Yes, yes. Pre-order it now. It is available for pre-orders at your local gaming stores. <laughs> Sweet. Go check it out. Um, and one last thing that I took out from the E3, the Nintendo Direct E3 announcements was that um, I was a little bit misled with this one, to be honest, that um, the character Kazuya from Tekken is coming to Super Smash Bros. Ooh. Uh, for those of you who are a fan of the franchise, of the game itself, hopefully you are excited for a new, a new challenger um, to take part in your matches. Uh, that trailer that they gave us in the direct, though, made me feel like we were getting another Tekken game, <laughs> which I absolutely love. Lies. But oh, it just shattered my heart. Lies when I and found, slander. Shattered my heart when I found out that it was, it was actually going to be a character going to Super Smash Bros. And I'm like, damn it, I don't play that. <laughs> it's still a fighting game. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm not. Nah. Nah, nah. <laughs> Zoe, not a fan. Um, 
Not a lot of um, other announcements, to be honest. Uh, we already cool. know that we're getting um, Super Mario and Rabbids, the Mario and Rabbids yes, game that, 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 was, yes. that was announced by Ubisoft. Um, and cool. we are getting a, f- a few other um, Nintendo games that were announced in the 40-minute direct, which is insane that they fit everything in there, yeah, um, including nuts. like a new Wario game, um, a few other games as well, and some games that are actually have already been released on different consoles, which are now coming to Switch as well, which is going to be pretty cool. So go and check out um, the Nintendo website for all of the details on all of the yes. game announcements. And it. just go to E3 and all the other game developer websites for their um, E3 announcements as well, because my goodness, are we getting a load of new games this year year yep and next year yeah 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 i've already started playing um a couple of the indie games that i mentioned last week from the wholesome direct i've been playing their demos and my goodness they're so cute (laughs) i can't wait to get the full games oh my goodness i'm i am ready for that great absolutely ready for that awesome love it Thank you so much, Fulia. And that was my wrap up of the E3. Nice. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Looks like I'll Love be it. buying an Xbox for only one game. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it might be on the Game Pass. You don't know. Yeah, that's true. But you can do it on PC. Yeah. <laughs> true. But if you want to get it, if you want to get an Xbox, go for it. Not really. <laughs> I just want to make the joke. <laughs> all right let's move on out of the news because it's time to roll on up to the trailer park rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers all right trailer park time trailer park time three trailers to talk about starting with uh, the first, well, first trailer. It's the first time we're talking about it because every time a trailer for this movie's come up, I haven't had room to fit it in the show. Um, so the final trailer for The Tomorrow War uh, dropped during the week, and this is an upcoming Amazon Prime movie starring none other than Chris Pratt. Um, and yeah, I I'm probably going to watch this, um, although I don't think I'm going to. I don't know. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be upset if I don't watch this because I have been, if I'm honest, I have been thinking about canceling or suspending my Amazon Prime until The Boys season three comes out because, like, I'm every time I go on Amazon Prime, I don't watch anything. Like for the last like month or so, I've not watched anything because they they haven't added anything good, in my opinion. Uh, however, this is about to come out, so maybe I'll keep it and see if it's any good. Because it's, I mean, it's right up my alley. It's a sci-fi movie. Um, it's time, there's time travel involved, uh, some action going on, fucking Chris Pratt is, is in it, so that ticks a box as well, obviously. Um, Yvonne Strahovski, Australian actress, uh, is, is the, the blonde, uh, soldier woman in the future. She's very good, I like her a lot in The Handmaid's Tale, so it'd be good to see her in something else. Um, and yeah, um, I think my only problem with this trailer was probably I don't know the 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 attempts at comedy didn't work at all for me um like I 
they they had this uh, actor um, um, do this like you know the the usual like your cliched like comedic like you know some guys like stop talking is like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking now because I'm nervous and you know I'm nervous when I, I talk when I'm nervous and I'm like blah, blah blah and I'm like okay it's been done to death that joke let's 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 try something new um, I mean it might be funnier in the movie in the context of the whole situation maybe I don't know but. I didn't bite with any of that. I was more interested in the main story and, and cause I'm really like the concept of like the future has been overrun by these creatures or aliens and they've had to come back in time to grab people. And I'm really curious as to what the, excuse me, the ramifications of that are in terms of like, what for, what type of time travel are they using? Like what time travel rules are they living by? Because like, if you go back to the past and grab these people and go back to the future with them, does that not fuck up your future? Or are we living in like Avengers time travel rules of like, you can, you could do that and it won't affect because you'll be traveling into an alternate or whatever. Like, so I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to, if I do watch this, hearing the explanation of how they're able to make this work and make it possible. Or it may not even be that much of a smart film because it kind of just looks like a, here's some, here's some time travel sci-fi and shooting aliens with Chris Pratt. Like, it doesn't look like it's, it looks like a popcorn movie. It doesn't look like it's too intelligent for its own good, I suppose. So who knows? Um, yeah, I hope it's good because, yeah, I mean... I, like I said, I like the concept. Fulia, um, what, are, what did you take away from this trailer? Do you think you might check this out? I probably won't watch this. I will say, though, this is a, this is Chris Pratt that we've never seen really before. Um, it's a lot more serious for him. Yeah, that's true. He's not the one doing the comedic relief. Yeah, Maybe exactly. that's why I felt weird about it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, it is an interesting concept for a story. Um, with the whole time traveling thing, you know, going into the future to fight off these monsters, which look really creepy and weird, by the way. Yeah. Um, they look like really monstrous versions of flying squirrels. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's kind of like like gliders. You yeah, know, the gliders, yeah. I got gotcha. you. That's what I gotcha. they look like to me. Flying just foxes. without fur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hairless. Hairless. Hairless gigantic flying squirrels. Yeah, except, yeah. yeah, not cute. <laughs> except very far from cute. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know, no. I, yeah, I, I don't think I'll be watching this one, to be honest. It didn't really okay. intrigue me that much. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, Michael, what did, what did you think of the Toro War trailer? Interesting concept. Um, sending soldiers from the past to... Uh, fight a war in the future. Uh, Roman, uh, whatever happens from there, they're sort of. Um, if you, I, I don't know if what would happen if they if they if they survive. Do they go back? Probably not. Then they have to spend their lives in the future. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, interesting ways to actually combat that, pun intended, and. Yeah, Chris Pratt uh, doing doing a semi serious role. Couple of quips, you know. Always that. I don't. Mm, I don't know. Um, he's fine in um, uh, Jurassic World. It's sort of an interesting take on that. But I don't know. There's something. I don't know why, but sort of this 
it's sort of rubbing me up the wrong way. I'm sort of, I, I can smell a, 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 um, a subversion coming. Like there's, yep. there's something sinister behind it and it's probably going to end up being something that I'll probably get pissed off with. <laughs> knowing me yeah it's like it was this all along they're not really going in in the future they're going into the past it's like fuck you maybe so i don't know it if i'm going to be the only one to watch it watch it maybe but i don't wanna i don't know fair enough but it's time travel and i like time travel with with mm. the unique sort of take on time travel, who, who knows? I'm getting a lot of Star Troop, Star Troop, um, Star Starship Troopers, Star Trip, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Star. Yes, no, I got I got some Starship Troopers vibes as well, a little bit. Like not in terms of a campiness, but just nah. the style, the style of it kind of evokes that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm in sure. two minds if it's going to be an intelligent one or not or or you said it's it's a popcorn film. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Or they try and be it's intelligent be and it's probably going to piss me off even more. It's like no, you, you, no, don't put it put put it back in don't, the shed. Don't even try. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put it put it back in the blacklist. All right. Um. The Tomorrow War uh, will be dropping very, very soon uh, on Amazon Prime on the uh, 2nd of July. Amazon Prime. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Next trailer uh, is a completely different kettle of fish altogether. Um, this is a trailer for a film uh, called Nine Days. Um, I, I'm so intrigued by this movie. Um, uh, and I'm, I don't know. I feel like you might, this might be a movie where you need to be in a certain mindset to watch it because it's going over, it's all very existential stuff. Like it kind of feels like an indie, like an indie live action take of soul. Oh, okay. In terms of like, it it seems to me that these people are being interviewed for a chance to actually go down to earth and live a human life. Okay. That's the vibe I'm getting. Or maybe it's like a reincarnation sort of deal. Okay. Um, that's the vibe I, I got. Um, so, but that, it has me very curious that like over the course of nine days, these souls or these beings or entities, whatever they are, are going, are going to be put through their paces to see if they're worthy of actually getting to live for real. Um, and Winston Duke's character is the, at the f- central focus. He's the, the one who's going to be testing them and showing them humanity and, and everything. And um, yeah, it's it just, I don't know, it just looks really, really interesting. And I like the cast too, not just Winston Duke, but Zazie Beetz as well. And Benedict Wong is also in this. And Bill Skarsgård too. So it's got a very good cast on it. Um, mm, it and himself. And Tony Hale as well. Yes, it himself. Yes, Pennywise himself, <laughs> looking very unPennywise like. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very curious about this one. I hope it's good. Fulia, uh, do you reckon you might give this a go? I I might. Uh, I I feel like I may need to watch the trailer again, or maybe get another one. 
Um, I'm just, I'm a little confused about it. <laughs> sure, that's okay. That's all right. Um, I think, look, it was a very kind of, it's not a very straightforward sort of no, not movie really. or trailer. No. So I can understand. But I like the way that you explained, explained it. it. Okay. Um, that it's kind of similar to Soul, just the live action version of Except, and a bit more complicated and, yeah a bit more complex in terms of its story um i am interested you're right it does look like something that you really need to be in the right mindset for um because i feel like there are probably going to be some emotions in this yeah i reckon um and and it's just gonna really hit you where it hurts because there's going to be a lot of things that could really trigger you in terms of like things that are happening right now in the world. Um, yeah, yeah. Because just on that, I really like that one scene where Bill Skarsgård's character is like, you know, all I can take away from this is just all the the death and destruction and you know awful atrocities that they're committing against each other constantly. And then Zazie Beetz's character was just like, why is that the only thing you see? Like, and he's like, well, how can you not see that? Mm. Like, how can you not only see that? I loved that exchange. I thought that yeah. was, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I am just like you. I am curious about this film. Um, yeah. Just, I, I don't really know what else I can really say about it. No, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Mike, Mike, what, what, did, what did you take away from the trailer for nine days? Yeah. It's a very interesting concept. It definitely feels like, um, it go it, it definitely goes through the motions and it, it you definitely have that feel it's like uh like you can take a lot from it and no can and um if you look at it then a lot of people would watch it and get something different out of it like i i sort of have a feeling that it it could be like anything that you can put to because it felt cuz to me it felt like uh they're all the same person and they're sort of having a com- it's sort of like you're having a conversation with yourself on like the like the state of what's be- what is to be human uh is to human and all, all those existential yeah. sort of crises like conversations that you have with yourself so it definitely deals with something mm-hmm. um a lot deeper than than yeah it's the sort of movie that makes you think and I kind of kind of like those sort of films, and being an indie fil- film, they sort of uh, deal with things that are like you know less. Um, um, what am I saying? Being an indie f- indie film, they they don't go for oh, and we need to get bums on seats. It's like no, we're, I've got a we've got a story here that that is that is honed, that is uh, crafted to 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 get people to think think about stuff they're not doing it just for you know like to get bumps on seats like you can need all that cash even though you got somewhat of a-list celebrities in this is sort of a pool but um to the average average cinema goer they'd probably get confused and say ah, i don't like this you know i think i think not to say it's like you need to have some sort of intelligence to watch these for watch these films but you know it, it, it sort of does help if you don't if you don't if you watch things that aren't like face value 
you can sort of deal with that, mm. something that's a little bit more deeper than your average like Marvel TV show. Yep. Or movie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Or yeah, Marvel in general. Yeah. You know, like, popcorn. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, you know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Got to get the meme in there somehow. Yes, of course you do. Yeah, so so it's a very interesting film. So when are we going to be watching this, maybe? Yes, well, I'm definitely going to check this out, I reckon. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, we will be seeing Nine Days in cinemas when it releases on the 15th of July. So not too long to wait for that one. Yeah. Imagine, imagine the release date was actually nine days away. <laughs> I know. We'll make that, that joke. Would be, that would have been... Yeah, make that joke on the on the ninth day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be on the fifth um, of July. Fifth of July. Oh all right. Fifteenth of July. Fifth of yeah, all right. Okay, last trailer for this week um is for a film called uh Good Joe Bell or uh, it's also known as just Joe Bell. Um, the title was a bit confusing to figure out when I was doing my research on this one. Um, but, uh, this is a film based on a true story. Um, and it stars, uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, as a father in a role that we've kind of, you know, never really seen him do sort of thing. This is different from his average fare that he does. Um, and, um, yeah, this trailer, you know, it showed... It, it did show pretty much the whole movie, but I didn't mind that so much. At first I did, but then I was like, okay, no, it's, I think it's, I think it's fine. Um, I hope it's a good movie because it looks really, really good. Um, this looks really, really good, but very, very sad because, you know, it's like, it's based on this, um, you know, father who decided to uh, walk across the United States by himself. Um, to crusade against bullying um, after what happened to his his son who was gay and bullied and tormented and the trailer heavily implies that he took his own life as a result of that um, which made me tear up quite a bit because you know as you know someone that I, I very much identifies as queer it was very and who got bullied in school not for that reason but just got bullied in general it's just like wow you know that's just hits you yeah in the feels um, you know, and then just to see the fact that, you know, Mark Wahlberg's character is this guy who's, you know, uh, who failed his son in, in, in accepting him for who he really was, you know, like I, you know, the trailer doesn't really show anything and like any kind of strained relationship between the two. Like we usually see that is like the stereotype of these kinds of movies, like, they don't hammer that home of, like, he's just an asshole sort of thing. He's just a complicated guy that was caught off guard by who his son really is, it seems, and he just didn't know how to handle it. Um, or, or is just, you know, uneducated, you know? Um, and, yeah, it just it just everything just goes bad. But I do like the, the aspect of, like, while he's on this walk, he's kind of seeing his son. Um which is which is really cool, and he's played by Reed Miller, um, who is an actor I've not heard of, but I was pretty impressed by his performance just in this trailer alone, um, playing this this you know this young son, um, going through the motions, going through high school, and dealing with this just 
terribleness. Um, but yeah, um, hit me in the feels, right in the bloody feels. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I I hope I genuinely hope it's a good movie because it seems like a good, a really good story. Um, and I do like Mark Wahlberg and when because when like I mean he's he's fun all around, but you know I like these rare opportunities where he gets to do something a bit more serious uh drama wise and he can you know he can kind of pull this stuff off so um yeah i hope it's as good as it looks folia what did you think about the trailer for good joe bell um yeah it is very um it's very hard to sort of take in um i myself don't really remember being bullied when i was growing up um i mean in high school, it's a little different, especially because I went to an all-girls school. So for me, uh, I saw what could have been bullying as just, you know, friends just having fun. So it didn't really... Right. So you never really had that experience? Like no. Like-, like, for me, it didn't feel like I was being harassed in any way. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I was kind of one of those type of students who was sort of floated in the middle. Okay, kind of thing. Good. Um, Lucky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, although I do not identify as queer myself, I am an ally. Um, and I have a lot of friends um, who do identify, including you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, you are a friend. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend, my dad. No. <laughs> Yeah, this trailer, like, I'm not sure how to really feel about it. Um, yeah. It affected you? It, oh. A little bit? Or it, it just... It didn't really affect me in any way. I mean, it is a really... Like, I can understand that it is a very sad story and I would not want this to happen to anyone else in the future. Um, especially in the time that we're living in at the moment where, you know, being out and proud is such a huge thing. Yeah. Um, and so it's becoming normalized a lot more. Totally. Which is, which is amazing. Um, so seeing what had, like what could have happened to a lot of people in the past, especially when it wasn't very common to talk about your sexuality. Um, it is very confronting. Yeah. And especially like seeing it from a family's perspective on how they deal with it and all that sort of stuff. So Yeah. Um yeah. It's it was interesting. I'm I am not sure that I would probably watch it myself. Uh Yeah, that's fine. It's not my type of movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and I'm not and I'm not being Oh no. rude or anything about no, it. I just of course I not. I feel like if I'd, I I don't know how I would feel if I was to watch that. Well, you, you don't really drift towards these kind of dramatic movies anyway. So Not really, I don't no. think the subject matter is the problem for you here. No. It's just the, 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 the heaviness of it is yeah. you prefer the lighter stuff. Exactly. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Nice. All right. Mike, what, what, what did you think about this trailer? Um, yeah, I really enjoy, enjoy this uh, trailer. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a story that um, some people... Uh, not necessarily aware of, but they're but they're unfamiliar with, and I always enjoy those sort of um, TV, um, uh, stories. That, of course, I I don't know anything about 
anything about it. But I am a father, so there we go. Um, and how a father is dealing with, of course, um, uh, a death in the family of one of your own, and trying trying to sort that out. And I've and I do enjoy the sort of um, the dynamic that they that they're doing. Otherwise, it's just a, a lonely guy just walking across America just by himself, just and quintessentially he's talking to himself so it would be it, it would be more interesting if he's like talking to uh, amalgamation of his um of his dead son and yeah yeah uh, uh as people say it's uh it's it's a story that's old as time it's uh uh finding acceptance and acceptance into yourself and I kind of like the idea of yes, we we we're getting all these um sort of queer movies that's dealing with pe- people and about themselves and about the society, but um this is also good of seeing like not necessarily the other side, but how someone who is in his ways and and he's like and this sort of situation is thrust upon upon you of having um having a gay son and also that son uh committed suicide is a real big double whammy and how's that do to someone who is left behind um i'm gonna sort of a weird tangent here but sort of sort of makes sense when i explain it there's a a youtube um person that i subscribe to and she does a lot of um, uh, movie essays. Uh, uh, Lindsley uh, Le- Ellis. She did a um, essay like not too long ago. I think it was like this week, where she she went back and actually watched The Little Mermaid. And there's a bit in there where mm. she says the main character is not um, Ariel. It's it's her father because he's the one that sort mm. he he's the one his character changed by the end. So. In a way, he was the protagonist of the story, and not, and not um, Ariel. And she also explains like this, that's a sort of thing in um, Mad Max Fury Road, where Mad Max is not necessarily the main character; he's just the eyes for the audience, and and Furiosa is the main character in that. And I definitely see like this movie is sort of sort of the same thing. Like the main character is is um, Mark Wahlberg's character because he has to do the sort of hero journey through, throughout the film film of uh, finding acceptance from like giving acceptance to his son that he didn't he probably didn't have the chance to say it's okay of who you are I still love you and he probably didn't say yeah. say that so. In a way, he needs to find some sort of outlet for that, and and uh, yeah, it's sort of and this trailer sort of did the bait bait and switch. Like I thought it was going to be like um, uh, the story of of this young young boy and how he has to deal with life, but in the middle of the trailer, he he he's gone. So who uh, so the main character is going to be this. So it's a very interesting film, and I might have a might have a look at it. But yeah, I'm sort of the same as fully as like it's dealing with something that I probably won't need to see in a couple of years. 
because I'm in the middle of a, of a pregnancy and, you know, and the first pregnancy, it wasn't really that... It, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great time for me like trying to work out my my place in the world when it comes of being yeah. a father. So I'll give it I'll give it a couple of years before before I watch this one. But that's fair. For the people who want to see it, when are we going when are they <laughs> going to see it, Kendall? Well, uh it doesn't have an Australian release date yet. Uh, it does look like it will be this year. Um, I did manage to find a release date for the US though, so if you're living in the United States, you can check out Good Joe Bell on the 23rd of July. Not long. Not long to wait for all our trailers today, so that's good. Very, very good. Happy Pride Month. Rolling on out. Happy Mm Pride. Yes, good way to end. Happy Pride Month, everyone. I'm a a white knight myself. A white knight? Yeah. What is it? Ally. Yeah, same thing. Is that what is that what the allies are, are called? Oh well, a white knight is, is sort of a derogatory term. It's it's like no uh, minorities. I'll protect you because I'm a cisgendered white male. Ah, uh, I see. I see. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just call you an ally. <laughs> yeah, it's easier. <laughs> it's easier, safer. All right, that's Trailer Park done and dusted. Uh, before we move into the main event of the show that I know you're all hanging out for. Are we? Um, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> before we get there, uh, there's going to be a quickie review. Quickie review. Uh, because both Fulia and Mike, and I'm sad to say myself, I did not get a chance to watch this movie, but I'm excited to hear some spoiler-free thoughts because I am planning on watching it. Um, you guys both watched Luca, the latest Disney Pixar film, dropped mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. Yep. Free of charge to subscribers, no extra cost. Yep. Um, Which is a shame. So I, I, sh- I, sh- oh, I sh- yeah, because it could have made more money, maybe I guess. That and uh, not, I, not be it, not be at the cinemas. That and I think uh, because they've done it three times. Well, not three times, but they they did it with Soul of just releasing it on on Disney Plus. It's like, come on, Pixar's good, so give them a fair crack. You do it, you do it with your other yeah. TV shows, and yeah, I haven't it's... even seen Raya yet. So, <laughs> well, Raya's free now on Disney Plus. Yes, it is. If you want to check it out, it's worth it's worth your time. I think Zelda would like it as well, Mike. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 awesome. It's very good. Um. Uh, but yes, we're talking about what well, you guys are talking about. I'm going to sit here quietly um, <laughs> while you guys discuss Luca um, fully. I'm dying to hear your thoughts too in a bit more detail because we talked about the tra- a couple of trailers for this previously, and the animation alone looked stunning. Oh, it's um, very pretty. Yeah. yeah, so absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So what 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 did you think of it? I I really enjoyed it. Um, I had I had a lot of fun watching Luca. Um. It it wasn't it wasn't the story I thought it was going to start out to be. Okay, <laughs> but then it um, then it ended really really nicely, um, oh, cool. and I really liked it. Um, yeah, it's just a a couple of kids who are not human. Um, they decide to live a human life in a way, but their aspiration is to travel the world. Oh, cool. Um, 
On a Vespa. Yeah. <laughs> on a Vespa. <laughs> Very Italian. Very Italian. Speaking of Italian, the music was gorgeous. Uh, all in Italian. All just sounding so Mediterranean and European. I absolutely loved it. Oh, great. Um, it kind of makes you feel like you are on the coast of Italy. Um, and 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 they don't. It's not just the music that's in Italian, like half of the lines of these characters they speak in Italian. Oh, cool! <laughs> and it's a really cool. Um, and oh my goodness, like I because I I learned Italian back in high school, um, all through high school, and so there were Italian words and sentences that I did understand. So I was very proud of myself for that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but the story itself, it's really, it's really cute. Um, it's very, it's also very heartwarming um, in the sense that, you know, these two, I suppose, sea monsters, because that's what they're called. They're, they're just trying to find themselves and where they belong, essentially. Yeah. That's, that's what that movie is. And nice. it's, and the, 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 the aesthetic of this movie is just beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike, what, what do you think? <laughs> Am I uh, right? I th- Am I wrong? <laughs> no, it's, it, it was very, very good. Very articulated very well. And yeah, I, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. This is a very fantastic sort of beautiful film. And it is a shame of what, what has happened to it. Uh, I think it's, it, I think it's a good little gem, especially from Pixar. Uh, the story, um, like what happens in the film of what the kids are up to is it, it, sort of simplistic, but I think uh, the sort of themes that they're de- dealing with uh, are also, you, like for a kid, it goes over their head. But as, a, as an adult watching a kid's film, uh, you definitely see the so, sort of allegories that they're sort of um, portraying as well. It could be m- many things, not ne- not necessarily, you know, sexuality, but it also also is to do with uh, identity as well as I- in general, like not necessarily um, uh, some something as like hardcore as it's like oh Luke is Luke is a gay parable. It's like well it can be, but it also deals with with the identity and especially what what we're dealing with now of like dealing with um race and 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 all that so it's sort of very goodly meshed into what one sort of beautiful film and the and the animation is absolutely fantastic uh, uh or fantastic um <laughs> fantastico yeah <laughs> fantastical. i yeah i didn't do i didn't do italian all right <laughs> yeah fantastic is french yes yes <laughs> Wow, it's Europe. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. <laughs> same mod, same mod. Proves my bias. Um, yeah, but it, it's it, it's a uh, yeah. What else? So I lost my trailer thought, but that's all right. Um, I definitely would recommend this. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll check it but, out. But, Better than any old Cars movie, or you know, <laughs> the way the sort of movies that they that they're designed to actually make money, and <laughs> and not necessarily going back to the well of good old franchises. Can you? Can I can I can see merchandise for this where they make those color changing dolls. You know how they used to do that 
like yeah. back in the day. Yeah, I used to have a, a mermaid Barbie-like doll that her, her if her hair got wet, it would change to yeah. like blue or whatever. I, I reckon that if 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 the, if they do, and it's such a good idea to do that with the mm. two main characters of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Because that's the one thing I remember from the trailer. Like the main takeaway is the fact that they, you know. Like, they're essentially, like, these mermaid-esque sort of creatures. They're called sea monsters. Sea, okay. Yeah. Well, sea monsters. Yeah. And they, and they look up... like sea monkeys. Yeah. But I remember, but, but I remember <laughs> mm. the whole, like, you know, if they get a bit of water and then they transform into... Back into their original back self. Back into their yeah. original self. So yeah. Yeah. there's, like, these, tr- like, seamless animation transitions of them going back and forth between because of the water and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that... Yeah. That, that happens. It happens quite a bit in it, yeah. but it's done so well. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's done yeah. really well. So, uh, yeah, definitely, you'll definitely enjoy it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and the physics <laughs> and the physicality in this is absolutely on point as well. It's mm. it's very heightened, but it's it's lovely as well. Yeah, they they happen to they happen to go to a town in Italy that is against sea monsters, and they hunt sea monsters, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. which is like. Very daunting for them. Oh no! <laughs> so they've got to be extra careful. Yes. To conceal themselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there is also a bully. So uh, we will. I will leave that for you <laughs> to watch and see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. And there's a line in it where where they say uh, the uh, they're not going to be what uh, they may live their lives, but they're not going to be welcome. It's like I see what you're doing, Pixar. <laughs> 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 The world's not going yes. to accept them. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Cool. And I showed a two. Yeah. Oh, feels. Yeah. It's like a little oh. bit feels. Yeah. Well, it's a Pixar film. There's going to be feels, I suppose. Yeah. They generally do that. Nice. Hmm. 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 Yes. Go check right. out Luca. It is currently on Disney Plus. Yes. Go check it yeah. out. Yes, watch it on a big, the biggest screen you have because it does look like it would have been really nice. Oh yeah, I watched it on my big TV. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Wonderful. It depends how, yeah, it depends how close you are to the TV. Yeah, yeah, of course. You don't want to be too close. Well, if you want a big screen, <laughs> or you can watch it on your phone and you're like, like covering your eyes and like <laughs> VR. <laughs> Yeah, VR it's experience. in 4K. Luca the, <laughs> Luca, the immersive experience. Yes. I can right. actually get splashed on. <laughs> 4D. Yeah, 4D. 4D. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. All right. Time for the main event. Speaking of Disney Plus, it's time for the moment, the segment section, the uh, the th- the thing of the show that we like to call. The superior <laughs> popcorn culture. Hey, superior. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> the superior popcorn culture. Oh, yes. No, no. Except no imitations. No. No. They are inferior to us. <laughs> no variants. No, no variants allowed. <laughs> this is the, the one true superior popcorn culture. Yes. All right. Speaking of so, variants. Yes. Yourself. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, let's get into it. Of course, we are referring to Loki <laughs> episode 2 dropped this week. Um and uh I think we are all very excited to get into it. Yeah. Um so to start with, I will bring us back to the mention earlier 
of the Guardians of the Galaxy game trailer and a certain song. Because in the opening uh, of episode two, we were sent back to 1985 and to a, to a renaissance fair uh, where the, uh, the variant Loki uh, attacked, uh, lured another a group of Minutemen and attacked them, uh, turned one of them against them to force them into, you know, killing all of them mm-hmm. uh, before, uh, you know, knocking her out and taking her away, basically. Um, but all of this was set to one song, and that is Holding Out for a Hero <laughs> by Bonnie Tyler, which had a week because we talked about last week the first teaser for Masters of the Universe Revelation, which used the song to great effect. It did. Um <laughs> And then the uh, Square Enix trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy also featured oh, holding out for a hero. I see, I see. And yeah. then Wednesday comes. And the, yeah. <laughs> and Loki drops holding out for a hero. Um, so three times in a week. Yep. It was in all of the nerdy realms. What? My God, Bonnie Tyler must be raking in the lo- royalties right now. Oh, yeah. Um, God, that's good for her. Um, but in uh, any way, uh, I will say up front that I think I haven't watched the Guardians of the Galaxy game trailer because you know I'm not a big gamer, so mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't engaged yet with a lot of the E3 stuff. However, um, when I heard that they'd used that, I was like, okay, maybe I should check it out. But I still haven't checked it out because I'm terrible. My point is, I actually think the Masters of the Universe trailer used it better than it was used in Loki. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it in Loki, but I think, I think I just I don't know it fit Masters of the Universe a lot better. It did, yeah. Like the way it was done was I thought it was good and it was great. Like it was a cool scene. So I'm like, oh yeah, we're in the eighties, and you know, and and it was part of the attraction was playing the song. Like they walked into this this tent and it this thing came over the PA started talking about you know a hero and a villain must battle for the princess or whatever, you know, and then it the song comes on. So it's part of it, part of the thing. It's not just a thing, but they didn't, for some reason, the way that the cor- the fight choreo worked with the music didn't land for me as well as I wanted it to. I mean, I still enjoyed it and it was still awesome, but I, it was just bad timing that it had, I, I'd seen it in something else. Eighties related only yeah. a couple of days before, um, which kind of, uh, which kind of used it. I think, in my opinion, I think it used it better. I don't know. Mike, what what do, what do you reckon about the, the holding out for a hero sequence at the start? Um, well, sort of going back on the fir- first sort of scene that we that we saw, uh, Renaissance Fair, and they sort of did the bacon bacon uh, the the bacon switch of do of doing it as um, oh no, it's during the eighties, so it's an eighties. It's like ah, what yeah, is that, like, okay, that was okay. that was clever. Yeah, we like you. You're thinking, is it going to be in the the you know 1500s or whatever? But no, it was actually 1985 during the 80s in Oklahoma. Yeah, um, and then oh, Wisconsin actually. But anyway, Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, it whatever. was Oklahoma was episode one. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I don't know American <laughs> geography, and if I did, I would be a very bad Australian. Um, yes. What was I going to say? Well, it's sort of. Um, that sort of song, if if Devil's Advocate, I was actually thinking about it, that uh, it sort of fit the sort of um, uh, sort of style of what this Renaissance fair is. It's like it's not necessarily um, quote unquote authentic um, Renaissance. 
No. Because you've got... Because you got three fry, fryer tucks drinking out of a red solo cup, and yeah, and it's sort of it's it's sort of an artificial sort of um, uh, make believe, and it it maybe that's the sort of thing that's what this TV show is t- talking about. It's not necessarily the proper time, but it's artificial, and it's, so in a way it sort of fit into that. But you're right, considering that we've already heard it two times already, that uh. <laughs> That that it's sort of like yeah okay, I mean I I laughed a lot and my wife was going what are you laughing about and it's like because of you ain't get it <laughs> I've heard this before yeah yeah I heard this three times this week <laughs> and it wasn't three on times. Spotify <sighs> yes uh, so, I will just yeah sorry go on. No, sorry. I was just gonna uh, pin it up of saying, yeah, I, I yeah, it, it didn't really r- rub me up the wrong way, but I sort sort of said, okay, because it sort of fits because oh, they're searching for a hero. It could mean many things, but also, yeah, it, yeah. it would be it the fits, sort of song yeah. that um, a fake like fighting sequence, like if you went to Kroll Castle, that sort of thing. That's yeah. our Renaissance fair. It, it yes, it's not necessarily yes. it's not necessarily a song from that era, but it sort of makes it. Sort of makes sense. No, it's kind of like, kind of like, uh, you know, in a Knight's Tale when they use like contemporary pop and rock music a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sort so, so same of thinking, but different. Uh, I'm sort of thinking of like that sort of theme park sort sort of thing. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. they use this sort of song. Is like yeah, they're sort of like searching for a hero sort sort of thing. Like yeah, and it's I get all you. medieval like maces and all that. Yeah, okay, I get you. I get you what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that being said, before I throw to Fulia and her thoughts, um, I, I, I couldn't get the song out of my head for a good two days. So, <laughs> and the Masters of the Universe trailer did not do that. I Loki make it made it stick in my head at least. So, I'll is that Loki because you watched this that. movie twice? Yes, Fulia. What are your <laughs> thoughts on, <laughs> on the opening sequence? Um. Yeah, uh, the moment that song started playing, I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What have they done? Um, (laughs) Can you just imagine the people who are making Loki is like, oh, fuck. I bet they did. I bet they were like, shit. (laughs) Or maybe they were like, oh, we got Disney money. We're fine. Who cares? I can't wait to listen to To Fat Man Beyond talk about it. (laughs) I, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna yeah. be hilarious. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Look, that sequence was um, that it was a really cool fight sequence um, overall, um, but it was a little bit different in the sense that this time the the Loki variant, yeah, decided to take a hostage. I know that was very curious, um, which was interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm not like I still kind of don't understand why. When we get to that point, no, um, no, and we'll get to that later. But yeah, you're right. I, I, I also don't understand why. Yeah, yeah, so that was interesting, and the fact that Loki um, was like trying to figure out a difference when he came in. Yes, I was going to get to that, but yes, yeah, yeah. You um, but yeah, just that 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 opening sequence of the Renaissance Fair. Uh, that the when they walk actually when they first walk in. Yeah, the Minutemen walk in, and then the the girl who's actually part of the Renaissance Fair, who's like, um, 
why you dress like that is you're not really in costume. Yeah. That's not the right she's costume. Like, she's like having a go at them because they're not, you know. <laughs> it's not the right period yeah. for that. It's very, some, some of us care about this. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then they just ignored it. It was amusing. So that was actually quite funny. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it nice. was... Um, it was an interesting start to to episode two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Episode two felt overall a lot a lot different to episode one in in so many ways. Um, and uh, the first of many, I think, funny moments came right immediately after that when we had this great little scene of Loki sitting at Mobius's desk reading that jet ski magazine <laughs> and he's and Miss Mi- and Miss Minutes is quizzing him on the TV. Yeah. I was looking at that I'm like oh, they're getting him to interact with Miss Minutes. I know that that was that cool. Was so cute. I didn't know that was a thing, but I just <laughs> love the fact that that you know Loki was just bored by the whole thing yet he he took it in, took some of it in, whatever. And then he just, he found it more amusing to pretend to swat her with the magazine. And then she's like, that's, you're mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, I, 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 I thought that was pretty amusing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but um, when Mobius walks up in the background, after she jumps back into the little monitor, um, she uh, turns into a frown, like a frowny face and, and it says test failed underneath. <laughs> um, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that on the first watch. So yeah, I thought it was pretty, pretty clever. Um, really cool to, to, to get more of Tara Strong's Miss Minutes. Um, I hope, I hope she makes more appearances throughout. There may be a little bit of a theory there. Oh, please give me a theory. Uh, it was her all along. <laughs> it was Miss Minutes all along. <laughs> we're still we got this WandaVision hangover, don't I we? I know. <laughs> hey, we still got we we still got the fucking um devil incarnate. Mephisto. It's like, oh, it's is it? <laughs> Mephisto. <laughs> it's Mephisto. Um I I okay, I really, really loved this this kind of setup for the episode just to see Loki in his, you know, TVA get up and like, you know, Mobius gives him the jacket and then they go into this like little pre-mission debriefing, like, well, not debriefing, briefing, because they're about to head out into the field to uh, investigate what happened to the the Minutemen in uh, 1985. And um, (laughs) Mobius and Hunter B-15 are like giving the rundown of all this stuff and Mobius is like, this is who we're dealing with, we're dealing with... Loki, and these are all the powers he's capable of, and then freaking, uh, you know, our Loki that we know, Tom Hiddleston's Loki, chimes in and is like, you know, no, actually, these two powers are actually different. Yeah. You know, and he, like, explained it to them all, and I, I fucking loved it. I'm like, yes, we're getting some magic Loki stuff. <laughs> I mean, I haven't really seen him use his powers much at all yet, but I'm sure we'll get more. But the fact that he's actually having a discussion and talking about, it just... It just, I, I was, yeah, really happy. I was actually trying to uh, imagine what those powers were as he was explaining them. I'm like, huh? Oh, okay, yeah, all right. So the, <laughs> for example, if you want, if you want to, if you want to know, or you, you're not sure, the duplication one would be the one would be like in uh, Avengers, say, for example, when uh, Loki lured Thor into the trap you know, container prison thing. And then he was out and then he was actually outside of it. Like he, he used a, a duplicate of himself to lure Thor into that, to trap him like a projection. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, it's a du- yeah duplication, not a pro- yeah projection. Oh, okay. As you okay. explained. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. the 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 illusion projection would be more um, those moments in Endgame and in Thor: The Dark World where he's pretending to be Steve Rogers. Ah, oh, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what we get to see later on. So that's a yeah. That's, yeah. that's the difference. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. The duplication, uh, uh, um, Doctor Strange does the same thing when he's battling yeah. uh, Thor. Uh, no, not Thor. Thanos. Uh, Thanos. Where where he do, when he does his um, when he does his multi multi arms and then he just the arm turn, thing. Yeah. Turns into multiple multiple ones. Yeah. Many strangers. Yes. Mm. Um, but yeah. No, so I love it, that whole. Br- so is that a Loki yes, splain? Loki's explaining. Loki's explaining. Yeah, Mobius even calls him Professor Loki, which was which was funny. Um, Take a breath. We got it. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. I just loved how how smarmy Loki was. Like you know, you know when he when <laughs> Mobius is like you know we need an expert and and he's just like oh that's me yeah he, like winks. <laughs> I'm like fuck I love this. This is great. <laughs> Um, He's still the egotistical yeah. Loki and that then it, you know. Because then it like carries on when they get out to the location um, and he's, you know, they're, they're testing him again to make sure he's paid attention to what he's supposed to know and not know. And and then when he's in the tent and he gets his kind of Sherlock on almost. Yeah. It's like, but he's, he's stalling. Did you guys, at first I didn't think, I, I fell for it and I didn't realize he was stalling for time like just kind of grandstanding. Um, what did you guys think of that, of that whole, like Loki doing the whole kind of like very dramatic, you know, where there are wolves ears, wolf, wolves teeth are near. Like, I loved that. But like, yeah, mm. did it, did, did you fall for it or did you see through his facade straight away? Um, I was kind of on the fence about believing him. I wasn't sure where he was going with it. Yeah. I almost fell for it, but then I was like, Nah, it, it seems like he's taking his time with this explanation. Yeah, like he keeps like they keep want he, they keep wanting to go explore outside and whatever, and he keeps telling them to stop and like give me a second and yeah. But I fell for it. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm not immune to his charms. No, so, I mean, <laughs> really. Mike, did you like um, this whole kind of Loki on the job sequence at the beginning? Um, I couldn't really think too much of it because I was. Trying to work out the uh, yeah, I wasn't really quite sure, but I sort of twigged when um, Morbius um, twigged. Uh, yeah, when when yeah. he said, "I need to go. I need to. <laughs> I need to be um, with the, um, uh, the the three the three kings." It's like I need I need my own. I need to be alone with them. Yeah, they might be yeah. In, he in he, danger. Wants, he like, wants a meeting. Yeah, he wants a meeting with them. Well, because that was that was Mobius's first mistake. Before they head out, headed out to the first thing, like he mentioned to Loki that he could get an audience with the timekeepers. Yeah. Like, why the fuck did you say that? Like, you serious? Like, of course, all Loki's going to want to do is get to who's in charge so he can overthrow them. Like, it's yeah. very obvious. So I was Maybe maybe Mobius knows and he's just oh, well, decided he's... to just say it anyway. Well, there is that moment later in the episode where he, he just tells Loki, he's like, what, you're going to do, you're going to, you know, get to the timekeepers and overthrow the TVA. Like, yeah. come on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like he knows, he you're knows. right. So yeah. he knows, and that confused look on Loki's face was gold. Yeah, I think I think he probably said that because you know 
what well, what do you do with a disobedient child? It's like you pay, you you settle down or you won't get your chocolate frog. You know yeah. that you know that sort of thing. It's like you dangle it out there. It's like, "Oh, I'll behave. I'll behave." And then he says that. Yeah. And when he said and when he says that, it's like, "Okay, that's what you really want, so you're actually full of shit." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he called him on his bullshit straight away. I was which was good. I know how children work. Loki's <laughs> yeah. a frightened little boy. Yeah, that that's was, what they say as that's well. That's what yeah. Mobius. That's what Mobius says. Like Mobius is uh, interesting in this episode because you know, episode one, he's very much trying to uh, get on Loki's side, so Loki will help, um, so they can track down this Loki variant and stop them. Um, and yeah, and he's like saying, you know, saying, "I want to know what makes Loki tick," right? And in this episode. He blatantly says, I don't care what makes you tick. You know, he it's it, it's it's a contradiction. But because at the same time, it's like, well, I think, you know, you do care because you need you needed to know. So you he could help you mm. um, so you could understand, you know, Loki in general. So you could figure out how to catch the variant. Right. So, yeah, you do care what makes him tick. But it was, there was, like, Mobius was just, I think, fed up with Loki in this episode, like, earlier on. Um, because, you know, because obviously with the, you know, debacle in 1985, you know, he ended up in Renslayer's office having a discussion about, like, well, you know, he screwed the pooch and, you know, they, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the hunter got caught and they didn't figure out anything. The Minutemen died and they reset, you know, they resetted the branch. They pruned the branch, as they say. And, um, yeah, so, you know, and then afterwards, you know, Loki and, and Mobius are having that discussion and then, and then Mobius is like, you know, I, you know, I see a scared little boy, uh, you know, uh, left out in the cold and you feel pretty bad for that ice runt. You know, <laughs> he really goes for, for the gullet. The jugular, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, which is interesting. And then Loki's even like, I don't need your sympathy. And Mobius is like, good. Cause I'm running out of it. Um, so he's just pissed, I think. And then yeah. he also says, like, and I, look, I could be saying this because I feel bad for you, or I'm just going to tell you whatever I want to tell you so you'll help me. So Potentially, yeah. yeah. I, I see that. I feel like that's what Mobius is getting at at the moment. Yeah. Um, he started off with trying to get um, Loki on their side to help mm-hmm. find the Loki variant. Um, and then now that they've got him, Mobius is like, you're on. You're on our team. You're gonna help us, but no matter what you say. Yeah, and you've you've pissed me off because you you know fucked us over. Exactly. So I'm I'm I've had it with your shit. You need yeah. to pull your head in. Yeah. Or you know we'll reset you basically. Yeah, exactly. And that's what he says to Renslayer. He's like, you know, if he fucks up again, I'll reset him myself. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, Mike, I didn't Mike, expect. What were your it- takeaways? Yeah, Sorry. I didn't expect this. Sh- it's alright. <laughs> I, I didn't expect this show to be be like a buddy cop movie. <laughs> Wait, yeah, like, right. There's a fire underneath my ass, and you two guys are fucking it up. And yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. But yeah, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, uh, yeah. What was I gonna say? Yeah, the the dynamic between the, those two, Morbius and and Loki, they they um, when they sort sort of not to go too far far out, but they sort sort of try to work each other out it's like oh, okay what are your beliefs and that sort of thing so i i can sort of see at the start of this um episode where uh okay they try they tried to 
um, work together properly. But but of course Loki being Loki, uh, and he and he's being a bit juvenile, saying, "Oh yeah, I'm doing like f- like 4D chess. You don't know what I'm going to do." It's like, and and basically Morbius just sums him up, and it's like, "I know exactly what you're doing. Fucking stop it. Uh, you have no levity here." Um, we can just we can just stop right now. It's like what what are you going to do? Oh, I'll escape. It's like you didn't escape the first time. How would you escape escape this time? Because we know because we know how to handle you. So so you better do what you're told and and that sort of thing. And yeah, yeah. I did I did really like the the scene just before the heavy stuff came out. But like this, just the scene of like. Loki chasing after Mobius and like running either side of him all excited to be like you know you know that's the that's you know one lesson one thing you need to know about dealing with the god of mistress of expect the expected you know like, <laughs> yeah. like and all of this like just hyperness that he was bringing like mm-hmm. I, I I thought that was quite funny as well trying to yeah. carry favor <laughs> yeah like he's apologizing only you know in in a Loki kind of way of like you know you know I'm not actually sorry. I was actually doing this, mm. but please don't erase me. Kind of, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, okay. But then, um, you know, uh, when we get into the middle chunks of the episode, that's where I think my favorite scene started to shine through. Uh, personally, um, <laughs> I love the fact that Mobius is like, okay, I'm gonna basically put you at a desk. You're gonna do all this research. And, and try and figure out, uh, you know, where this variant's been and um, see if you can see a scheme, as, you, as he says, um, you know, in what the variant's doing. Mm. Um, and I just loved the scene of just Loki sitting there reading these, like, you know, mission reports, essentially. And then he put on this fucking super sarcastic, like... Oh no! Yeah, he took he took the charge as well, and then he just throws the paper. Like, <laughs> like fa- oh, I just fucking Tom Middleston sold it so well. Just this sarcastic yeah. sass. Um, and He's just, like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like oh, what a surprise! Oh my god, I'm so shocked. Like it was very funny, and then the librarian kind of lady telling him to shush was also. But then he had to get the upper hand and turn around and do and, the same thing. Back. Yeah, of course. Like, no, petty. you shush. Yeah, <laughs> very petty. And then that just continued on into the next moment where he walks up to the desk and is like, uh, you know, trying to sweet talk the the, late, the lady behind the desk. And okay, what can I get? It's like trying to get, <laughs> yeah, trying something, to get the files. About, something about the TVA. He wanted the like, can, can I have all files pertaining to the, uh, the formation of the TVA? It's like, that's classified. That's classified. Can I have all files pertaining to the beginning of time? That's classified. What about the end of time? That's classified. <laughs> what files can you give me? And, and just shows it. Just this one little folder. And Here you go. And it's the file on him. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is all you're getting. His, yeah. his timeline. His he can timeline. he can only have his timeline. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> Did you guys enjoy this little kind of comedic sort of thing? I'm I'm enjoying the little the little comedy bits uh, of this show um, with Loki. It's, yeah. It's so good. Um, I mean, you get it overall throughout the whole episode anyway, but sometimes, especially when there's no action happening at all, Mm. it's nice to have that little bit of comedy um, just to sort of break it up a bit, especially with the monotonous research that he's been doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I am am enjoying those scenes, Um, especially when he's, 
going like once he got the folder, he started going through it, and then he figures out, um, yeah, the one thing that the TBA haven't seen, like yeah. that they've missed. Yeah, well, I was gonna get to that. Yeah, in a second. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the the comedy moments is just it's gold. I yeah. love it. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, you're you're I know you're a huge comedy fan. Like how how are these these gags and these jokes landing for you? Yeah, it's a. It's really great that um, jokes aren't there for jokes' sake. It's also jokes mm-hmm. that can actually build upon the universe of where they are. Definitely with the TBA, uh, it's very bureaucratic. It's very, it's very familiar, but unfamiliar at the same time. It's like, yeah, it's a library, and it's, and it's also, and it's also classified information as well. So, it's it's very it's a very good um, office humor, as they say. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, it is. But now let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yes, yes, yes. Because while Loki's doing his research, of course, he uh, he comes across in his own file uh, a sheet pertaining to the destruction of Asgard. As soon as um, I saw his face, I'm like, yeah. oh no, he's reading the file about Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. So he's basically it's it's the destruction of his essential homeworld. You know yeah. where he was oh raised. My gosh, he got so emotional too. So yeah, just on that this page, close up on his yeah, eyes. I know. Well, technically, it was his fault. It was. Yeah, but he was... Because his brother told him to do it. But he didn't... But he, this Loki doesn't know, like, real... Well, he knows, but he doesn't, you know. Like, mm. he's... Yeah, he this is... lived through that. Yeah, this is a report. It was just a report. It, it doesn't, like, dwell into uh, um, who negated who. It was just, it was just no. to say this sort of thing happened. It's like, it's like reading a police report and trying... And you can't really get much emotion out of a of a police no. report. No, no, of course. So, like, and I so think, he's probably yeah. reading it as it is, as like um, cause of Ragnarok, Loki threw the skull into the ever fire or whatever the fuck it was. I can't remember. Yeah, the eternal flame. Certain skull in the eternal flame. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah trust you to know um, that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I've seen Ragnarok like fifty times, so. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this is you know that that's like the the one real big emotional moment of the episode where you know I I just really think gives us the closest glimpse to the real Loki that we get, you know at the core of it all he he cares about um, Asgard he cares about his family yeah. uh, and we saw that in episode one and we 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 see it again this week so and it's very moving but of course it uh, gives us the big uh, you know crux of the episode. Uh, the fact that Loki figures out that uh, the variant is hiding in apocalypses um, because there's no possibility for any kind of variance energy being left around, um, you know, for the TVA to go, oh, we should, you know, here's a branch happening. We need to go prune it, um, you know, so they can, so the, the, the variant can basically do whatever they want because everything around them is going to be destroyed. So there's no point. Um, and you know, it, nothing is going to be affected. Nothing is going to change. So, um, <laughs> Mobius and Loki. Oh, actually, before we get to that, maybe yeah. Well, Mobius and Loki, they're at. You know, Loki's like super excited. I he finds him at lunch, and we get the 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 meme of the week. I think, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, was the uh, uh, Asgard's not a place; it's a salad. Yes. Um, <laughs> So, I I fucking loved this so much. It was so funny. Uh, Loki basically using, uh, you know, meta- the metaphor of uh, of condiments 
to to explain um, how the variant's hiding and just you know Mobius's dismay at. At the fact that it's his like lunch my, is my, gone. My lunch. What are you doing? Come on. And poor Casey in the background again. He's like, you. <laughs> traumatized. Traumatized from last week. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really liked it. Did Mike? Did you enjoy the like this scene and the way the way Loki kind of explains it to Mobius? Like, I thought it was really yeah. good. Yeah, you need that sort of um, explanation for for uh, all, all the like silly people in the audience. <laughs> well, the you know, it's it's the uh, Doc Brown's chalkboard, uh, learning yeah. about time, time travel. That you need something like that. It could be it. It needs to be a little silly, but it's also understandable at the same same time. And yeah, yeah. Pro, pro, props for fi- finding a way to explain explain um, uh, the uh, benefits of being in a, a apoc- apocalyptic apoc- apocalypse. Is that the plural? Maybe I don't know. Uh, of yeah of of having of having the explanation done with salad um salt and pepper and milk mm. <laughs> super random but but super super funny like i just really loved just the way he was so enthusiastic about he it he was too. so enf- enthusiastic yeah the way he was really getting into it just like he was so focused on the face but the way his arms were moving about and everything he's was just, just like shaking the salt and oh, pepper in it was as he was explaining very very funny um yeah but mobius is just like so distracted with the fact that his lunch is getting ruined yeah basically um yeah, but did you do you like that scene for you? You enjoyed it. I I, I enjoyed it. I was giggling the whole yeah. way through, and I'm like, oh, poor Mobius, poor salad. I know, rip salad. We hardly we hardly ate you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I think my favorite moment of the episode, hands down, uh, was snippets of which were seen in the trailers. Uh, Loki and Mobius in Pompeii. Um, this yeah. is one of the one of the historical events we knew that was going to be visited. Um, and, but it was not how I thought was going to happen. Um, and it was so just, it was it just was fantastic. Good. I really loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. Like the fact that, you know, like Mobius is so, so scared and so worried. He's like, I don't want to cause a branch. Like, I don't know if your theory is correct. I'm willing to test it, but you know, it's, it's such a big risk risk. Can you make bird noises? And Loki's <laughs> just like, no, no, no. And just you know, and then continues to walk out into the street, and just go to the, the cart full of goats, lets them out. He's like, yep, 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 yep. He's like, be free, my horned friends, be free. <laughs> oh my god! And then he freaking and I love this, and I I may have, speaks Latin. He speaks Latin, and I and, and it's and I read that it's authentic to the era Latin. Like it's, per- it's perfect Latin. Wow. Tom Middleston, I will mention, uh, studied classics at Cambridge University. Oh, okay. So he mm. he know he learned a lot of this stuff. So, so he, it comes easy to him. So it comes easy to him because he's just <laughs> too fucking good for his nerd. Own yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a language nerd as well. Um, I know oh, what. I'm gonna learn a dead language. Yeah, <laughs> it came in handy. But it was, but it was great. And then I even saw a post on Tumblr that talked about how like. Just how cool is it that Thor learned learned how to speak Groot in, in, a, in an elective on Asgard, and here's Loki speaking Latin, Latin. in Pompeii? Like it was so funny, and I how, it was like a hell of a 
monologue almost. It was great. Yeah. It was great. He's like, my name is Loki and, you know, you're all going to die. The volcano is going to explode. And we are from the time, we are agents of the time variance We're from the authority. future. And he's like, we're from the future. And then I love how he breaks the Latin, turns to Mobius. He's like, we are from the future, right? Like this, t- the TVA is from the future. It's pretty futury. Yeah. And Mobius is <laughs> just like face palm. Like, and then all, all the all the uh, Romans in, in that area were just looking at him, staring at him, thinking, who is this weirdo? Yeah, literally. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom. goes the volcano. Yeah. And then they all start right running on and, and, and screaming. And then, it, and then that's when Loki's like, nothing matters. <laughs> nothing has any consequence. Dance while you can. Like, you know, just starts throwing food in the straw. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so funny. Mike, what, did, mm. what, were your, what were your thoughts on this sequence? Did you, did you enjoy it? Uh, I did enjoy it. Um, if I was going to add to it, uh, I would have one, one of the Pompeianians, if that's the thing, uh, to say... To, to say What's a volcano? <laughs> because yeah, they, they may do- not have even called it a volcano, right? So I was actually surprised. It's like they met, uh, he said volcano in Latin, in in the ancient Latin. And it's like, what's a volcano? <laughs> they didn't know what a volcano was. Otherwise, they wouldn't well, be near it. True. I guess maybe whatever word that he used for it is translate in, in modern English as volcano, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Exploding mountain men. Basically. <laughs> Exploding yeah. mountain. Exploding mountain, go boom. Mm. Mm. Go um, boom, boom, and you be dead, dead. Yes, very much. You'll be covered was... in lava, and then you'll be a tourist attraction for the rest of, rest of uh, humanity. Literally. Yeah. 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 As morbid as it sounds, I really can't wait to go to Pompeii one day. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's all right. Here's children. Here's a horse. Here's a guy uh, jerking his chunk. (laughs) Okay. Um, The the moment that after that, um, after the volcano explodes and Mobius is looking at his device to to check check if there's any, if there's any variant action and there wasn't any. No, I know. He was, yeah, they were all very happy. And he was shocked. Very surprised. Yeah. 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 Not expecting. And so they go back to the TBA and he's like, right, we're going to knuckle down and find all these other natural, natural disasters mm-hmm. that the Loki variant could be hiding, could in. be hiding in. Yep. But to make it interesting for Loki, he's like, we're gonna, we're gonna make it a race and see which one uh, <laughs> gets it first. He's like best, may the best man win. <laughs> yeah. In the end. And he's like, funny. what do you, what, what's my reward? <laughs> if I win, what do I get? <laughs> Time an audience with the with the with the timekeepers is like maybe I don't know we'll see. <laughs> mm. Is that before they or after they pinpointed the um uh the the decade with uh, the uh, bubble gum? That was just before. So when they were sit, when they initially sit down to go through all of the apocalypses, um, they yeah they sit down and then. And then, or maybe it's after. I no, don't know. no, no, no. It was definitely before, before because when they figure out where it where it is. Oh yeah, that's right. And then they're frantically going. Okay. And then they're Mobius, looking between these. And years. then Mobius yeah, okay. realizes about the time that he went back, and the kid, the the they mentioned a little scared boy. Yeah. Um, to Loki, and yeah. they said it to Loki, and then he's like, yeah, "Oh, because, yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's when that's that's when Mobius and Loki have that conversation, and and Mobius, you know." 
tells Loki about why he loves jet skis so much and how it reminds him of like what, what he's fighting for in terms of the timeline. And Loki has that really good line where he says, I know something children don't. No one bad is ever truly bad and no one good is ever truly good. Yeah. Um, which is very cool. And then, yeah, and then that's the scared little boy thing. That's when, because like he refers to himself as that because of what Morbius said. Mor- Mobius said, my God, now I'm doing it. And, <laughs> and then Sorry. that's when... That's okay. And that's when, yeah, Mobius is, he thinks of the, the Kablooey from first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go, okay, well, Kablooey was manufactured between these years, so let's look for, you know, apocalypse-type events over this period of time. And then they, they lock in on a, on a hurricane that happened, uh, or will happen. Multiple in 20, hurricanes. In yeah, in Haven Hills, Alabama, uh, which is a corporate town. Owned owned by uh, Rox Rox Corp or Rox Cart or whatever they refer it to. Or Roxon is the parent company that is a, a big Marvel Comics uh, reference. Roxon, mm. um, and it's been mentioned in previous uh, uh, Marvel related shows or and films. Um, so yeah, so that's cool, and that's, that's basically when we get into our third act now, and um, you know they go they go there and. And, uh, yeah, it, things unfold pretty quickly. Oh, do they? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Let's start off with the fact that they get there. They're about to disperse and look for the variant. And they're like, and Mobius is like, right, me and Loki will go this way. You two go that way. And then, um, oh, what's her name again? Hunter B-15. Hunter B-15 is like, no, no, no. You're not taking Loki with you. I don't trust him. He's coming with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I, I, I thought was, yeah, good and made sense as well. Um, plus it also led to, you know, you know, that fantastic scene when, you know, they they find, they find you know, this random guy who's shopping for plants because it's a hurricane during a hurricane yeah buying plants i really liked that that little like quip of loki being like you know it could be me but i i would wear a suit (laughs) (laughs) that was funny that was funny well it's sort of it's sort of a tongue-in-cheek sort of take is like well when hurricanes is going to be a natural thing really so there's there's a fire sale and you know Climate change is going to be wearing its ugly head, especially in, in 2050. So yeah, I'm yeah, actually surprised that point. there's actually humans in 2050. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in, in the, the sacred timeline, the humanity survived that long. Um, yeah, I did really also like that whole, like when they're going through the apocalyptic style events that happen you know, or in that pre- in that period of certain things they mention kind of hint at the effects of climate change and uh, in a big bad way and stuff and lots more natural disasters frequent um, the future. So um, that was interesting. The, extin- the extinction of the swallow. Yeah, swallow goes extinct, extinct and it fucks up shit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Random. Interesting. Cool world building. Hmm. Wow. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Prediction. <laughs> Prediction. Yep. 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 It's good. It's good. But anyway, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I really, I really liked how um, we're getting 
you know, this is the beginning of our introduction to the Loki variant because they're using a, an ability which Loki refers to as an just as an enchantment, he says. Um, and um, yeah, where the, you know, basically they're, inhab they're inhabiting a person yeah. via like some kind of cursed, you know. Kind of like thing. a possession. Sort of like a possession, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, which is something we haven't seen MCU Loki use before. No. Um, and but we have seen in WandaVision. A bit later. But we've, yeah, we've seen in WandaVision a little bit. Um, yeah, but I really liked how it gave, like, it gave all these different actors the opportunity to kind of be this Loki variant. I think, I, yeah, um, I was the same. It was like, yeah. that. that's awesome that they got the chance to be the Tom Hiddleston Loki yeah or just just <laughs> just, just that, I, yeah yeah just sort of maybe like they would have gotten a little bit of um acting class with him maybe maybe yeah or just for the vibe because <laughs> yeah. it's not exactly it's not exactly tom Hiddleston loki because we find out it's not but um but yeah i i enjoyed the whole you know when loki realizes that hunter b15 is not hard to be 15 anymore and he's like me i presume and she's like please if anyone's anyone you're me yeah and then they smile <laughs> at each other i thought that was i got a good, good i like that, that. <laughs> i like that quite a bit um and then when he's talking to quote-unquote randy yeah um who doesn't want to be referred to as loki i was wondering um, why yeah and i'll we'll get into yeah. that yeah um <laughs> But I, I really like the throwaway line of when, when Loki says, God, now I know why Thor found this so annoying. <laughs> like, just, just, <laughs> just get to the point, show yourself, stop stalling. You know, what are you, what's your, what's your goal here? Um, and yeah. And then they have, you know, he, he, like lo lo the Loki variant moves into another, another guy and they, you know, they start fighting. And I actually saw a video someone had put holding out for a hero over that fight scene at the end and i i kind of like that a little bit better but the only thing is it doesn't work because of all the dialogue that happens while, yeah. they, while they're fighting and um, it doesn't make sense yeah either. yeah no it doesn't make as much sense <laughs> um yeah so then yeah yeah then of course you know this the the, the fighting ends with the kind of the the reveal and i was not expecting this reveal this episode because i knew this reveal was coming but i thought they were going to make us wait um, obviously, cause you know, we had in one division, the Agatha reveal was right near the end. Um, same with the Sharon Carter, uh, uh, bloody, um, I've forgotten the name of it already. Okay. Winter Soldier? Yeah. Not fat, but who was she? Oh, the, um, holy crap. Watching someone, watching someone, she was... Power broker. The power broker. Yeah. Here's the power broker. Yeah, yeah. That reveal right at the end of the show. Uh, so episode two, we get a, a kind of cliffhangery reveal of who the Loki variant is. And it turns out it might be Lady Loki. Um, I knew this ahead of time because, I, because I'm so involved with the Loki fandom, of course. I'd seen set photos while they were filming this sequence. Um, and I saw a glimpse of Lady Loki, so I knew it was coming. Okay. So I'm not, uh, I, I had that spoiled for me last year. So For me, for it you, was the moment I saw her hands. You kind of knew. Because they look so feminine, I'm like, oh, it's Lady Loki. And then she goes to reveal herself, and I'm like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> I got really excited. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mike, what was your, your reaction to the Lady Loki reveal? 
Uh, it's sort of a mixture of the Lady Loki review and also what happens right at the end of the episode. It's like, yeah, of course. wow, what she what in she the does. second in the second episode. I was expecting this to be in like I don't know the fourth or fifth, and yeah, and ramifications exactly. for that. I thought, wow, they're they're going in strong. So okay, yeah, welcome to the multiverse of madness prequel. <laughs> That's well. That's what it is. I mean, they said it last week. So not just yet. As soon as those branches hit the red, yeah, they haven't hit the red yet. Yeah, they're they're actually happening. They're on the way to hitting the, yeah. the red. Yeah, there's a chance. Well, how how are they going to be able to you know knock stop out all of them because yeah. there are hundreds of timelines going on. Um, because yeah, L- Lady Loki's plans. Uh, we don't know why. What her motivation is yet. I'm sure we'll find out because Loki followed her through the time door um even though mobius called out to him not to i know (laughs) god um but i just wanted to to mention there was a lot of locations that came up on the screens at the tva when Mm. the branches started to form um a bunch of locations on earth there's portugal there's a few usa locations uh rome um we had finland and we had new york we had tokyo um at beijing and madrid um but the really cool mentions i liked from the list were a bunch of um mcu locations oh. so we had vormir which is the home of the soul stone uh asgard uh ego so ego the living planet uh, oh <laughs> yeah awesome. uh titan so thanos's home world as well uh xandar uh, which is, you know, the home of the Nova Corps. Um, yeah, and I think there was one other that I've I've missed. But, um, or Buffy's but yeah. friend. Yes, but very, yeah. very exciting, like, little, little teasers. So all these new branches are spawning in these locations. All these Nexus events have, have been, you know, caused by this chain reaction of all these charges. Um, and, yeah, so I imagine next week's episode is just basically going to throw us straight into Loki following her and, you know... I don't even know what's going to happen. And that's what I think I'm really loving about this show the most is the fact that I have no idea where this is going. Because Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as good as it was, we all knew where it was going. Yeah. Um, WandaVision, similarly, we knew it was going... Like, I I mean, I don't know if everyone knew, but, I, you know, it was her journey to becoming Scarlet Witch fully realised, right? Mm. Uh, We knew that. We didn't know much else about WandaVision while it was happening until the end. But, you know, we knew the end game of it, um, pun intended. But this show, what the fuck is going to happen? <laughs> no fucking idea. Um, That's why I like it. I know, right? It's We can't predict this. And then the speaking of unpredictable, the one, one other thing I look, you know, was taking away from people's reactions online is the fact that Lady Loki has blonde hair. Yeah. A lot of people are not happy about this. Um, but there is an explanation for why she might have blonde hair because there are two theories. One, she might actually not be Lady Loki. Mm. She might be a character called Sylvie Lushton, a.k.a. Enchantress okay. uh, from the comics. Um, or she could be an amalgamation of Sylvie and Lady Loki smashed together, um, which is why she has like the horns and the outfit, but the blonde hair of Sylvie, because Lady Loki in the comics looks more like Sif, has the dark hair um, kind of, you know, thing going on. Um, 
So, yeah, there are all these kind of theories as to who she actually is at the moment, uh, which is really exciting. But, yeah. Um, yeah. What what did you guys think of this whole, like, final, like, end sequence of the episode sort of thing? Like, I, it was it, it was very fast-paced. It moved very nicely um, mm. and was super entertaining. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 I... I was really enjoying the fight scenes and the fact that Loki just did not want to give up <laughs> every yeah. time he got like thrown yeah. to a different side of the store. Yeah. <laughs> and and then he's just like <sighs> okay. <laughs> and then he's like thinking about certain things and then the fact that he's just talking so much, which is what Loki loves to do. <laughs> yeah, and then even like, you know, uh, you know, lady Loki quote unquote you know, says like, you love to talk, don't you? And he's like, you're the first person to tell me that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets funny. thrown across the floor. I did like the part where he kind of mjolnir that Roomba to him and the joy, yeah. the, the joy on his face was, was pretty nice. <laughs> um, Mike, what did you think of the, the climax of this episode? The, the way it all kind of panned out? Uh, it's getting really exciting. Yeah. And... Uh, I've definitely got some theories bubbling in the back of my head of where it's going to go and who is yeah. the real villain. And, yeah, it it's all to do with what I said last week about um, uh, this is like a fight between destiny and um, and freedom of choice, really, really. And, yeah, it, yeah. And that sort of thing. And the time variance... Um, authority uh are they really doing this for 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 real good or are they just keeping it uh just the one timeline because of the um what are the three guys called timekeepers the timekeepers time yeah uh are they just keeping it because they are in control of that timeline they start they start and at the end so uh, nothing happens to them in this timeline, so they want to keep it like this because you know they they rule and you know and absolute power corrupts absolutely, and yeah, and I I also question their their motive as like oh it was really bad back then with the time with the time uh, with the multiverse just clashing it's like well that's what multiverses do they just they they clash not necessarily in a war war sense it's just it's just a thing so it could it could be many things that's happening mm. and yeah and may and maybe randy if we're going to call her randy she's not officially loki or or enchantress yet i'm just going to call her randy just to be <laughs> just to cover my bases uh is she really the be- the bad guy i don't think so i don't think so either i don't think so either um yeah, I, I while you were talking, it just it made me really think about. We kind of touched on it last week, um, but the whole, you know, like what what Loki's shtick was was taking away people's free will and ruling them because he felt that that would be the better way for people to live. And like how we said last week, you know, that's kind of what the t- the TVA and the Timekeepers are doing by having this one sacred timeline. They are generating the illusion of free will. If, but if you are aware of th- that, that they're dictating things, then essentially you don't have free will, right? 
and that's kind of what Loki was wanting to do in Avengers 1. And here he is now really having a hard time accepting the fact that, you know, Mobius is this being created by these three space lizards who run this organization that monitors the sa- and controls the sacred timeline, stripping you of your free will. Um, and, you know, so it's just I really want them to more to more go into like this going forward. Because I think that that choice of Loki stepping through the door and leaving made so much more sense than if he were he was to stay. I think mm. it would have been more. I think it would have been so much more out of character if he didn't stay. Um, because you know he, I mean his end game is. I think I don't. I don't even know what his end game is because I didn't fully believe him either when he was talking to. I guess I'll say Randy as well, just for continuity's sake. Randy about um, you know uh, um, my plan is actually to overthrow the timekeepers and take over the TVA, um, and I could use a lieutenant. And you know asking the Loki variant to join and I but I'm just like I don't I mean I get that makes sense but I don't think I think Loki's just saying that I don't think it's like he said he's playing he's been playing his own game from the start I don't think he's fully revealed his hand to the audience at least I think he's putting Mm. on all these facades I don't really believe it so I don't think he has one no I don't think so either I think he's probably his goal is probably just to survive at this point yeah, um, and that's why he's gone with gone with Randy. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, otherwise, and, if he, yeah. because essentially he failed the job, and if and if he's failed the job, he's going to be erased. So he's thought, well, fuck this. I'm going. I'm going with uh, yeah. Randy and going yeah, to right. talk to her for for a good uh, fifteen minutes in the next yeah. episode. I reckon. Yeah, most likely. Big dialogue Huge. scene. Yeah, talking, please. Talking about what's really happening. I really would like that. Because, yeah, like, Loki is like, he even says in the episode to Mobius, like, you and I feel like we're, like, the only two people in this place that actually have, or people that exist that have legitimate free will. Because mm. of the way the TVA exists outside of the natural flow of the sacred timeline or whatever, this is the true incarnation of free will going on with what they're doing in existing and so yeah it's so yeah i i don't know i just love this whole i aspect of it and i i really hope they kind of explore more and i just want i just really want someone to go to make that comparison with loki in avengers and loki now and how his path has changed in terms of you know freedom being life's great lie like does he actually feel that way now that he's been effectively stripped of his free will sort of thing like I just I don't know there's a lot of potential for some cool cool shit but I mean there's going to be some more cool shit anyway regardless so hmm. yeah I can't wait for I can't the next wait <laughs> I know I know the time of recording is three days away so Oof. yeah it's going yep. to be good um, anyone else have anything they want to mention before we wrap up I just mm. love Loki me too <laughs> don't know if you've met me but I do <laughs> I like the TV show. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's 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 been really good so far. Um, yeah, and I'm really glad people seem to be enjoying it quite a bit. Four more episodes, and only four more episodes to go, and then we find out if there'll be a season two or if something else will happen, or who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? So excited. It depends what happens to Loki. 
Exactly. Yep. Yeah, we don't know what his fate is, but I really hope this isn't the end, and I imagine it won't be. No. I don't know. <laughs> Because Spoilers, he gets erased at the end. No, Fulia, get out. Leave my, I'm leave my apartment. Don't dare, don't you dare come into this hallowed turf and speak those blasphemous words. Nah, the one time I get to be a troll and she's <laughs> throwing me out. <laughs> yes, who would have thought of pissing someone off? They get all uppity. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's nah. fine. I appreciate Le- your trolling. Yeah, it's going to be a passing of the gauntlet. He's going to meet up with um, uh, Kid Loki, and he's going to don't do what I don't don't do what I did, kid. And that kid's going to be in the Young Avengers, and Loki's just going to pop in and out of like reality because you know he's not supposed to be anywhere. So, and yeah. And Richard E. Grant's supposed to turn up soon. He is. He is. And I have no idea who he's going to be. So that's going to be exciting. Um, The bad guy from Logan. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're all. This is how the X Men. Yeah, X Men gets connected. Oh, Lord. All right. I think that'll do it. Or is he he old man boner? (laughs) No. No more Ralph Boner. Oh my god. I'm still not over that. <laughs> Boner. The only thing about WandaVision I didn't like. Ralph Boner. It's oh, alright. Anyway. They'll 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 change it so it's actually him but not him. You know. Yeah. Marvel will do that. Will, Marvel, know. yeah, they like to retcon things. If the backlash is big enough they they'll please their please their um audience, you know. Yes. I mean fucking Mandarin and all that. Yeah, literally, literally an example right off the bat. Okay, that's it, I think. That'll Mm -hmm. do it. Loki, episode two, the variant discussion. That was pretty epic and detailed. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I certainly did. Um, Which means now We'll just cut it down. We'll we'll cut it down. We'll we'll probably just get rid of popcorn culture. It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do this to me. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm going to plug some stuff yes, now. Yes, go for uh, it. Continuing with the Loki-ness of it all, of course, my non-scripted ramblings video for Loki episode two is up, and it's, it went on a lot longer than I expected it to. <laughs> just so, like our podcast. Just like our podcast. <laughs> uh, expect the expected, because yes, exactly. we, we always go over time. Um, but no, I had a lot of fun uh, you know, dissecting it and, and getting into it on, on that uh, in that video, so check that out on the YouTube now. Um, and yeah, um, did Fred watch drop or is that next week? I think it's next week. I think it might be next week. Yeah. But yeah, keep an eye on this, on the socials Mm. for that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, Fulia and I are going to be working on the monthly very soon. Yep. So that's, that's exciting to have that in the works. So yeah. I might do a potential video for for the new Rick and Morty. I reckon. Yeah, do it, please. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Rick and Rick and Morty uh, season five episode one drops uh, this week, and uh, yeah, no, I'd yeah. love to, I'd love to watch a video you talk about it, Mike. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll call it. Um, it's got to be a Rick pun, uh, and they're all <laughs> getting Ricky with it. 
Nah, 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 Getting nah, Ricky nah, nah. with it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show me what you got. <laughs> Show me what you got. Boo, not cool. <laughs> God, I love it. So good. Yes. No, awesome. All right. Keep an eye out, guys, then. We've got some content coming this week uh, and in the near future, too. So, yeah. Good shit. Content into your eye holes. Ah, content into your eye holes. Yes. And your ear holes. And your ear holes. All over the place. All the senses. The senses. Yeah. I'll put put a smell in in an envelope and send it to you. (laughs) Yes. It's the new it's the new OnlyFans uh, mail order. <laughs> Fantastic! And with that, that, that was, a was a podcast called, called Friends. Yay! <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. Hell yeah! I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulvia Katarmaja. And I've been Rick and Morty. Like a whistle. And, and you, you just, just experienced, experienced a, a podcast called Fred. Yeah. Remember. Freddy lives okay. and Loki dies. It's just a circle. It's a was... Mobius strip. Mobius <laughs> strip. Hey, hey, there was no death in this episode, so your theory <laughs> outskies. <laughs> Except for Loki's relationship with Mobius. Oh yeah, that's going to be a tough breakup, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> two, ba- two bros are going to be very... Uh, uh, yeah. Stay bros. safe. I'm enjoying their relationship. So. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Bros before hoes. Because when I say hoes, I mean pantyhose. Because Loki yes. likes to wear pantyhose. Because it's Shakespeare okay. in the park. Oh, yes. Don't mother know you wear the drapes, but that's talking to Thor, so that's different. <laughs> Thanks for listening, yeah. everyone. Thank you. And... and Loki was adopted. See. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's not a troll. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, that is correct.